0: Good morning it is, Glenn Clark Radio. I guess that would make me Glenn Clark, and he would be Griffin Bass. Thank you to everyone who came out for the Tyus Bowser show last night. We're going to take a listen to segment number one a little bit later on this morning with special guest Calais Campbell. We had an uh, outrageous crowd at Mother's North and Timonium. Massive sea of humanity. These guys stuck around, I'm not kidding, for two hours last night. In order to make sure that everybody got a chance to come say hello and get a picture and an autograph. I mean, it was unbelievable. Really unbelievable. There were multiple times where I was having the awkward feelings. Like, we're going to have to say to somebody, I'm sorry. It's just not these guys. It's just incredible. Um, Looking forward to you hearing that. As we will get you segment number one coming up a little bit later on at this hour. And if you missed out, I bet you feel quite stupid. But you don't always have to miss out. Two weeks from now, we're headed down to another Mother's. And a part of town where nobody normally does shows. But that was the goal of this show. Is to bring Tyus Bowser shows to places that normally don't get them. Tuesday, November 29th. We will be at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold. Down in Anne Arundel County. I don't know the, the last time there was a show like this in Anne Arundel County. I guess we did one last year. All right, never mind. I take that back. But other than us, I don't know the last time there was a show in Anne Arundel County. So come join us at Mother's Peninsula Grill, Tuesday, November 29th, the next Tyus Bowser Show, brought to you by Great or sorry, a partnership of Press Box and Great 8's memorabilia, brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Also coming up this morning, I put out a warning on Twitter. We are double-dipping this week. Ravens coming out of the bye. We had a little bit more time. And we are continuing our 10th anniversary celebration of the Ravens winning Super Bowl 47. And, of course, we uh, caught up with Vontae Leach yesterday. Today, we're going to catch up with Jacoby Jones. Now, Jacoby Jones is a very important part of the Ravens' run to the Super Bowl 47 title. And I've had a number of conversations with Jacoby Jones over the years. I've never had this conversation with Jacoby Jones. It is uproariously funny. And Jacoby is, of course, very capable of being funny. I think everybody knows that. It is also extraordinarily not safe for work. There is an awful lot of language in this. So I decided to leave it unedited. I am hoping that you all will understand that if you're... Maybe listening to the show a little bit later on with your kids. Then when we get late in the second hour of the program, it will be time to say to the kids, hey, hey, there's some SpongeBob on the television. Maybe you watch that instead. Very not safe for work, but again, uproariously funny. I mean, absurdly funny, Jacoby Jones. Uh, also this morning, Tim O'Donohue. He is... Um, I, I, I didn't see this coming. I, I call, of course, Patriot League Soccer Matches at Loyola. Tim O'Donohue is the head soccer coach at Navy, and they're in the NCAA tournament. They won the Patriot League tournament, and they are getting ready to play Georgetown tomorrow, so we're going to catch up with him as uh, they get ready to play in the NCAA tournament tomorrow. We will get you all of that today on the program. All right, today's show is also brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. I am to understand that the Swark meeting today, everyone is getting approved. And so when I say we are like moments away, I mean we're moments away. It's not going to happen today. It doesn't happen immediately. There's still a process between the lottery and the operators to make everything happen. But it's coming like ASAP, online sports betting is here and will almost certainly be in it ready to go in time for Thanksgiving football. Now, PressBox is doing everything we can to put together a landing page for you to take advantage of the best possible offers that you can get from the area operators to do your mobile sports betting. So we you know, we have, of course, a great partnership with FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. But FanDuel's not the only one. We are working with as many operators as we can to try to help you. Because in the immediacy of sports betting going live, mobile sports betting going live, a lot of these companies are throwing everything they possibly can at you. They are throwing at you every offer that you can get. And that's cool. Like, it's great for you. But we don't want you to miss out on anything. So right now, go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. And you can get $300 in pre-registration credit plus other incentives. That's pressboxonline.com slash offers. Right now, $300 in pre-registration bonus credits. Go right now, pressboxonline.com slash offers. Um, surprised by the manager of the year announcement. Not that Brandon High didn't win. Surprised that Terry Francona did. They weren't that good. <laughs> like, are, are we going to talk about that at some point? Like, they were in a very bad division and kind of won by default. Why did Terry Francona win manager of the year? What What am I missing? I don't have – again, I'm not worked up that Brandon Hyde didn't win it because I told you I didn't think he was going to win it. But it's because I thought Scott Service would win it because, again, the Mariners have the longest playoff drought in all of American pro sports.
1: And then Hyde beat out Service. Like.
0: Why – what did Terry Francona do? What am I missing here? What was so special about what Terry Francona did this season as manager? Because he's older? I, is he? I, yeah. I, it comes off more that he's just popular. Like, yeah. everybody's always like, it's Tito, right? Like, hey, love what a likable guy. It comes off way more like, I'm so confused by Terry Francona being manager of the year. They, What, what did they finish with? How many wins did they finish with?
1: Uh, like, 89? Yeah, in the 80s.
0: Not that many more than the Orioles. And I'm not trying to say that everybody thought the Indians were going to be very good, but we definitely thought they were going to be much better than the Orioles said say the Indians. I'm sorry. It's the Guardians now. I apologize. We definitely thought they were going to be much better than we thought the Orioles would be.
1: What the hell? Uh, they, had 90, they were 92 and 70. Uh,
0: okay. I oh, mean, that was a little bit better than I thought they were. I thought they were even more mid than that. 92, 92 wins is nothing to sneeze at. That's a good number. But, like, I, is there any way for you to figure out what what the Vegas prediction was for their win-loss total. I get it. Everybody thought Chicago was going to win the AL Central this year. We all thought Minnesota and Chicago were the teams to beat in the AL Central. So I I do understand that Cleveland was kind of an afterthought within the division. But we all kind of saw how it played out. It's not like they had to win some grueling battle to the end of the season to dramatically win the division. The other teams just didn't get the job done. And they kinda defaulted into being the team to beat in the division. I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being too disrespectful to Terry Francona. I I'm I'm sure he did a lovely job. But man, like that that was kind of a shocker for me. <laughs> like I I just didn't see it. Scott Service made all the sense in the world. Like, all the sense in the world. I completely get Scott Service. What they did monumental and even if you could say you thought the mariners were on their way and you know Julio rodriguez is a game changer whatever it is that you think i i could see the argument scott service they had to deal with that makes all the sense makes all the sense uh did you you didn't happen to find no what expectations. i wasn't
1: able to find anything yeah it, it, it's fine
0: look man I'm not worked up. I need that. I know it sounds like I am. I understand that. But it's not one. Whether Brandon Hyde won manager of the year doesn't change whatever you're. If you are someone that believes Brandon Hyde is a remarkable manager, it doesn't change because he didn't win manager of the year. If you're someone who has questions and doubts about Brandon Hyde, and that's sort of the awkward part about this conversation, right? is that there are a number of Orioles fans that still kind of scratch their heads, that didn't love necessarily the way he put lineups together, that don't know if he's really a difference maker as a manager, that aren't sure how much credit he should get for the Orioles' turnaround, and aren't convinced that he's necessarily the manager that leads the Orioles to the promised land. And if you're one of those people, you weren't going to change your mind just because he got an award. Like It just wasn't going to work that way, I don't think. I mean, I can't imagine. It would be really weird if somebody was like, well, now that, now that he got manager of the year, I take everything back. And I'm somewhere in between those things. I, we've talked about Brandon Hyde a lot. I think he deserves credit. I absolutely think he deserves credit. Am I confident that he is the guy that will ultimately give the Orioles a chance to win a World Series? No. I'm not confident. It doesn't mean that he can't be, and it doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve the opportunity to keep going. I absolutely believe that he has earned the opportunity to continue in this role and continue to show growth. But there's... We've been having some awkward conversations. We've been, we've been, you know, having a lot of year-end conversations here at Press Box. You know, we do some big, um, uh, sort of our, our best-of issue every December, and one of the things I I keep finding myself saying is, what really did the we know it was a special season for the Orioles, but what really did they accomplish? And it's an awkward kind of feeling because I don't want it to seem like I'm taking something away from them, but the best thing that Brandon Hyde's ever done is. Have a kind of mediocre baseball team that we didn't think was going to be good enough to be mediocre. And it's, you got to be careful in how far you go in celebrating or declaratively saying that means that he's definitely the guy. All oh, this sounds very it sounds like I'm being very negative towards Brandon Hyde. Like as I'm hearing it, it sounds like I'm I'm and I don't mean it to be that way. That's that's not what I'm intending from this conversation. I like Brandon Hyde. I really do. I think there is more for him to prove. I think there is something to be said for now this year he's going to face expectations. Obviously something he didn't face last year. What happens as a manager when when you deal with the burden of expectations. we We kind of had some expectations in September of this year. And it didn't go so well. And I'm not blaming him for that either. But what happens going into next year when you're not just judged by we think you're going to suck. When the judgment is now... We think you should win. And I don't have I don't know. I don't I mean, how could we know? It's like when we talk about the Ravens with, you know, can they beat the best teams in the AFC in the postseason? No, there's no way to know. But I'm it's interesting to me, and I file it away because I do think it's relevant. I do think it matters in how we have the conversation about him. I'm I'm disappointed. I guess that's fair. I think I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that if it wasn't going to be Scott Service that Brandon Hyde, because it would have been neat. I'm definitely not surprised he didn't win. I'm just confused by who did. I thought Scott Service was, to me,
1: the slam dunk answer. Um, Objectively, I thought he was the slam dunk answer. Yeah, I agree. I think I mean I think all of all the points you're bringing up, all the criticism I guess of Brandon Hyde that you have, I think is all warranted as well. I don't even know that and I'm
0: criticizing Brandon Hyde necessarily. I just it's just a question to me. It's just a I don't know. I can't say it's the same thing I'd say if you asked me about Michael Elias. Is Michael Elias a good general manager? I don't know. And I I'm not, I'm not taking something away from him. I say this every time. I anyone could have drafted Adley Rutschman. He was the number one player in the draft. You had the number one pick. That ain't hard. It's not difficult to walk in and say, we'll take that guy. The bigger questions are, how do the next group of guys pan out? When you decided to go with Heston Kerstad, and it was criticized, I get it. There was some unfortunate circumstances. But if Heston Kerstad, who I believe was named... Something in the Arizona Fall League. I get he got some sort of honor in the. It, I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was MVP or it was like hitter of the. Okay,
1: was it hitter of the month or, or double double check, on yeah. it, double
0: check on it, please. Make sure that we're uh, saying that correctly. Does Heston Kerstad pan out to be the guy that was worth that pick? Do we end up looking back on it and saying, "Dude, nailed that one." Yeah, it was the MVP, Arizona Fall League MVP, A- Arizona Fall League MVP. Good thing. I mean, I don't know if we look back at the history of Arizona Fall League MVPs. I don't right. know if we'll see that there's, you know, like like th- three out of ten are rock stars and the other seven are guys. I have no idea. I dr- believe it or not, I couldn't name one other Arizona Fall League MVP ever in the history of time. I believe Michael Jordan played in the Arizona Fall League once upon a time.
1: Chris Bryant won it in 2013. Okay, he turned out. But, yeah. And then Greg Bird in 2014.
0: I don't know if that's one that we are going <laughs> to go back and say proof that this means something
1: you have any other winners? Uh, let's see. Let's it's see. It's random that you just came up with yeah. Ronald Cunha in 2017. 20, Those go. are just the first two names I saw that Gl- Torres won it. Okay. So Adam some... Adam Angle in yeah, 2015. Not so much. Uh, Chris McGinnis in 2012. Don't know who that is. He was on the Rangers at the if time. If you say so. <laughs> the year before that was Nolan Arenado. Okay. So, mixed bag. Yeah.
0: I, I, think <laughs> I, I think it's like 60-40, though, right? Like, 60% really good, 40% meh. You know, like... I'll take those odds, I guess. I like that Heston Kerr. I mean, if he's going to go, I'd rather him be MVP than Stink, right? Like, I think that you're better off that way. Um, but those are the things that you judge Michael Elias by. When you ask me the question, is Michael Elias a good general manager? Maybe. Maybe. There are definitely, obviously Felix Batista looks pretty good. There are definitely things that you look at and say, here is an argument for why Michael Elias might be a really good general manager. But there's still a ways to go. The Jordan Lyles acquisition proved to be a good one. But what are you going to do this offseason? The, they've done enough to earn... I don't even want to say the benefit of the doubt. There are people that are doing like the in an Elias we trust bit. I have no idea where that comes from. I can't fathom a blind faith in Mike Elias. There's just There's not enough there. Now, if what you're saying is... I, I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt. I think he's done more good than bad. Okay. I'll listen to that. I have no idea yet if Mike Elias can build a winner. I mean, a real winner, not a team to finish with more wins than losses. I mean, like a legitimate winner, particularly in the AL East. And I'm just trying to be fair about that. That's not a. I'm not saying anything controversial. He's not done it. And it's sort of the way that I feel about Brandon Hyde. They've earned the opportunity to continue forward. But am I confident? No. I'm hopeful. I have reason for optimism. But confident? Where would that come from? What would I be basing my confidence in? I'm not the guy that... Like, our buddy Paul Valley gets on him all the time about the lineups in particular. I'm not that guy. Like, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't dislike Brandon Hyde in any way. I just don't know. And next year, to me, will be the first actual opportunity. Now, somebody might say, well, what if they don't actually spend all this money in the offseason? And is it fair to just, you know, it's a conversation we'll have then. But the expectations now are to win and to compete legitimately compete not be in it not flirt not dance not try to surprise like now it's you got to take another step forward and we get to start judging them based on that and if there's a stretch early in the season where it doesn't look good you know there might be some pitchforks out we might go from guy that we thought was deserving of manager of the year to suddenly having pitchforks out that's the reality of it's an awkward situation where we think we like them, but we're just not sure yet whether they're ready to take the next step. All right. I, I spent more time than I needed to, I think, on on that topic of Brandon Hyde not winning manager of the <laughs> year. That was the story. Brandon Hyde didn't win manager of the year. It turned into a 20-minute conversation to start the show. Uh, Maryland basketball improved to 3-0 and last night. Of course, they're still not playing anybody. They beat Binghamton. It was interesting after the game. So I didn't get to watch the game, obviously. I mean... I looked over a couple times. By the way, what a thriller! Uh, Michigan State and oh Kentucky goodness. ended up. Yeah, being. Yeah, that was incredible. Damn. Oh, and Duke lost. That's just a real shame. What a <laughs> what a pity. I look. I. It's not the same. I. I remember having this conversation in the spring. Like, will it be the same? Will hating Duke feel the same way with Mike Shishovsky gone? The answer is, it doesn't feel the same. But there's no doubt. Like when you look up and you see the letters D U K E on your television, it still burns. Like I am still rooting like hell for them. <laughs> Like, it's not exactly the same without it being Shashevsky, but John Shire was maybe the perfect selection for the, the. Like, it's. If it had been Tommy Amaker, I don't know that I would have been able to just hate him the same way. I, I still would have not. I still would have rooted against Duke, but John Shire is just the perfect embodiment of everything we don't like about Duke basketball. So, it worked. So just a real shame for them. Just a real pity that they lost to Kansas last night. Yeah, Michigan State, I guess we got our answer. You know, they, they damn near beat Gonzaga. They followed up by being in Kentucky. They're they're not going to wait till March this year. They're going to go ahead and decide to be good now, um, which means they might be scary good come March because they always tend to work out that way. Um, but, you know, and there's nothing I, I – I don't know what we could have possibly learned from the Maryland game. I thought afterwards – there was a lot made – Kevin Willard was demonstrably, demonstrably angry late in the game. Which, I think to a lot of people on the surface level, didn't really make a lot of sense. Because you were comfortably leading, you had pulled your regulars. I, I You know, yes, you want everybody to play really well, but like, come on, man. You know, you're you're up big. Why are you all that concerned about it? Patrick Stevens, of course our friend, was at the game last night tweeted out, interesting thought from Kevin Willard tonight while expressing some annoyance about how Maryland finished the last two games. Referencing both the net and Ken Palm. Net factors in offensive defense efficiency for full games. Ken Palm does too and is listed on NCAA team sheets. So when you get to Selection Sunday, that net ranking, the Ken Palm ranking reflects the totality of how you played in each game. And so those final moments of a throwaway game where you won by a comfortable margin against Binghamton that nobody cares about, like nobody in that room is going to be like, well, "We got to look back at that Maryland Binghamton game." That was a that was a if we're going to decide Maryland's fate, we need to consider Maryland Binghamton. Nobody's going to talk about that. But that those raw numbers, your efficiency numbers are going to reflect every minute of every game. And if you, I think uh, if you watched uh, Maryland end up on Bad Beats from the Western Carolina game because they were favored by 20 and a half, and they were up by like 33 with a few minutes left, and they ended up winning by 20. So they were featured in Bad Beats this week. Also, uh, the one that you referenced was featured in Bad Beats this week. I can't remember that. The Lindenwood. Lindenwood. Yeah. And the and three th- at the buzzer, yeah. or the, the long three. By the way, what you didn't know, apparently the guy took five steps.
1: Oh, it did!
0: Literally five steps. I watched it
1: too. I did before I, I didn't pulling care. I before
0: pulling the trigger on the shot. <laughs> five freaking steps, and they just sort of said, "Eh, what the hell?" Is I the saw what the game? refs saw. Bowling hoop. Nice. The refs. What are you going to do? Going to call traveling when the team's <laughs> down by a billion points? The refs. We, we'd like to hope the refs are not concerned about it. And then I, you know, I got to. They're doing even better with bad beats now. It is the best segment in sports TV. Um because they're finding somebody in the audience or in who, the crowd who, who must have who had, definitely yeah. knows and is affected by it, and they're getting their reactions in those moments to what's going on. They're doing a great job with that segment. Um, the segment's always been good, but it's gotten even better. Uh, bad beats. So I bring this up, right? I bring this up because Kevin Willard is. I do. I kind of like this. I kind of like that he's thinking about that. I still think it's the right thing for him to put his reserves into these games. I don't think that the answer is leave your regulars out there because I think you need to get game experience for your reserves. I think you need... Those guys might be called upon at some point. I think it's important for those guys to get into games. But it's interesting that he's... its He's saying, look, we can't just have this. We can't have it be that when we go deeper into the bench onto the bench that we end up getting outscored 13 0. Because it's not just about, you know, coaching, it's not just about demanding the best from your players. It's about it could actually impact rankings for us that matter if we're on the bubble for the NCAA tournament, which still seems like a stretch for this Maryland team. Get back to me after this weekend, right? Like, get back to me after they play a couple games against legitimate opponents. And maybe... By the way, that Louisville game next week now looks like a... What a dud that appears to be. Louisville is now 0-3. They just lost to Appalachian State last night. At whom? And I get it. Appalachian State, of course, has a history of shocking upsets. I understand that. But just in football, typically. Not in basketball. Um... I believe that the, none of them were good. Like the, the first three opponents they played were all kind of meandering, correct? Louisville. But, they, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think they played. I don't think there was like a, a big dog in there. I want to say they were all three uh, lesser opponents. Um, but get back to me after this weekend, and then I'm, I might have a better feel. What? Bellarmine, Wright State? It's, it's Bellarmine. Bellarmine. Min, yeah. Bellarmine. Bellarmine yeah. And then App State. Wright State and App State. Yeah, not exactly a murderer's row of early season competition for <laughs> and, Louisville. Uh, yeah, number
1: right? nine, Arkansas.
0: Okay, that I mean that's a real opponent. Yeah. Of course, this college basketball season has just been weird enough that like maybe they go beat Arkansas. <laughs> um, but get back to me, and then we'll talk about whether or not I believe they could end up finding their way onto the bubble before the end of the season. But um, yeah, man, like it, I, I I kind of appreciated that response from Kevin Willard. I kind of like the fact that that he's thinking big again in a world where we can't learn anything from them playing Binghamton in a world where. The only thing that we could learn something about is if they were to lose one of these games, and thankfully they haven't done that. They've won these games. Um, It was interesting to me. I thought that was the most interesting thing that came out of last night's game. Although, again, admittedly, I wasn't able to watch much of the game, other than in the corner of my eye during commercial breaks in the Tyus Bowser show. Speaking of which, segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show is coming up next. If you uh, missed it on Monday, Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley caught up with Dan Duquette. And coming up a little bit later on today, I believe. Let me double-check that because Stan's schedule changes a lot during the course of the week. Often, Oftentimes where I think something's going on and then I realize I'm wrong about it. But the point is his next show is with the – oh, sorry, Thursday. Tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Tomorrow, uh, Gary Stein and Stan the Fan will sit down with uh, John Martin from the Maryland Lottery. Obviously, we just talked about it. We are only days away from implementation of online sports betting in the state of Maryland. So that will be a very important conversation they will have tomorrow. As always, Stan show is available facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, pressboxonline.com slash video. Tyus Bowser, Calais Campbell, segment number one. Coming up next, Glenn Clark Radio. And welcome to the Tyus nope, Bowser Show. Nope, no, 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 no. We were supposed we'll, to take a commercial break. Oh, fault, when I say fault, coming up fault. next, that means... That means We take a commercial break, then we do the Tyus Bowser show. My apologies. That's the way it works. That's on me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. (sighs) Hi. We're going to work out all these kinks before it gets to the air, I promise. Glenn Clark Radio. tailgate that's ginsugrills.com
2: reserve yours today the latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com.
3: Another Orioles season is in the books, and the bat around was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all offseason discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the Cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and Facebook.com slash pressbox sports or listen live at PressboxOnline.com radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports.
2: Stan the fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costa. Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard.
0: The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000. Bonus, some restrictions apply. Plus, a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410 887 5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer.
4: If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing... We'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, so,
0: Griffin, in a second, I'm going to say it's time for us to listen to segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show. Please do not play the next commercial break when I do that, okay? Please, This right. we're going to do the show then. I'll try to remember. And not the commercial. Thank you. I appreciate that, pal. Hey, if you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. From last night, you'll hear the entire thing on 105.7 The Fan on Friday night. Here is segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Calais Campbell. And welcome to the Tyus Bowser Show with Pressbox and 105.7 The Fan. We are live from Mother's North Grill in Timonium. I am glad... Oh! Oh! Kind of a little round of applause, man. They like me now. I they ain't waiting for you. <laughs> Glenn and Rita with you, and yes, the host of our program. He is Mr. Tyus Bowser, and he is right here next to me. Tyus, normally we get right to introducing the guest, and, and no offense, because you brought out an amazing guest tonight, but we need a minute to talk about you before we get to anybody else. Okay. Yes, we do. How freaking excited were all you to see Tyus Bowser back on the field against the New Orleans Saints?
5: For those of us, for those of us that were at the game, because there's a good contingent of us that were there. I see a couple of folks that was in the building uh, for New Orleans. The the eruption when you, on that third down, on that first series. Yeah was amazing. We were so excited for you. So I'm just so happy to see that you're back.
6: Appreciate it. I, it felt good. It felt good. It felt really good just to be able to get back on the field, you know, just simple as that. Just get back on the field knowing what I went through back in January and just being around these guys again and you know, regardless of what I did on the field, the outcome of it, I was just blessed to be able to set foot with these guys, you know, for another opportunity. So that was my win for the night, so
5: it was Not, a win for all of us fans, too, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: We were in tears. Um, we were excited. Our little guy, Jameson, who's here tonight, he was about to run through the, the, the walls of his house. He was so excited to see you back. <laughs> did you happen to see that video, James? I actually
6: did. I seen, it on, uh, I seen it on Twitter, and I was like, yo, this dude is dope, man. This, <laughs> but, like, but like, that type of stuff is what, what motivates me the most, man. Just, you know, little guys like that, that know who I am, that, you know, that helps me inspire them. So for them to know who I am and for him to do that, man, it just meant
0: the world to me. Dude, we were so excited. Oh, man, we're going to talk more about it. The Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of Press Box and Great Aids Memorabilia. It's brought to you by the Ginsu Kamado Grill and Maryland Vascular Specialists. Their team of surgeons is Maryland's leaders in ethical arterial procedures. All right, you did bring out. We, we described them as the biggest guest you've ever brought out. <laughs> This man is,
1: this man is so large
0: he could be a senator in Pennsylvania. He's the biggest human being I think I've ever seen. You want to introduce us to your guests?
6: Oh man, this man needs no introduction, but there's a man of the year. There's a, you know, vet that I look up to that I've always looked up to, you know, since he got here and just what he's been able to do throughout his entire career, not only on the field, but off the field is what you know, guys like me inspire to be, and that guy's is Calais Campbell.
7: What's going on, baby? How we doing? Thanks for having me.
0: When did you, Calais, when did you first know you were big? Like, at what age did it <laughs> strike you? Like, I don't look like all of the other seven-year-old boys. <laughs> That's a
7: great question. You know, um, I mean, I've always been pretty big, you know, but I got five brothers, three older brothers, and so, like, they are always bigger than me, so I didn't really feel big. <laughs> I didn't really notice I was like bigger than everybody else and like really was like a huge individual until I got to middle school. Like right around middle school, like 7th, 8th grade, People started, like, kind of teasing me about being a giant. <laughs> but I've been 6'8'' since I was 15 years old, so sophomore in oh high school. So basically, it.
5: you were like, you know how we used to see the, the, the footage of Andy Reid when he was a child? You all ever see that footage yeah, the, of how the our, pump, passing and kick The pump, pass, and kick conga- That was you? That was basically you bigger than everybody else
7: there? Yeah, by far. Always bigger <laughs> than everybody else. You know, always <laughs> be able to play up in sports, you know, so... I was a giant
0: were you you ever not allowed to play on a team because they didn't believe that you were the age that you said you were like did you ever have a time where they were like no no no, you can't you're you're a 16 year old who's the kid that played in like the little league world series who found out he was 24 a
7: few years (laughs) years (laughs) ago did you ever have that happen to you yeah no 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 i I guess i I always had a baby face so they believed i was young you know
0: That's oh crazy. man, yeah, sixteen, right? Sixteen. Tyus, 16. you're a big. It's not like you're a small man. Yeah. But, but then we bring out Coley. Exactly. And you almost look like me. <laughs> literally,
6: no, like literally. At that age, I'm I'm looking at him like it's no way this guy's 16 years old. Right. At six eight. But it's crazy because you see that nowadays with a lot of these kids, man, they all six five, six six. I remember seeing. Uh, I met this guy back at home during the off season, and uh. We uh, he seen me. He knew I was, and wanted to take a picture. He was like, "You know that I'm 13, right?" And he was like, "My height." And I'm like, "Wow, this is crazy," you know. He was like, I'm going to be taller than you one day, and I'm going to be, i was yeah. like,
7: hey. You, you already say minus me at 13? Exactly. exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the kid from the Cam Newton commercial. He's like, yeah. I'm going to oh, be yeah. your mom's favorite football player. That was a
6: good one. No doubt. Yeah,
7: hey, man, Ties, you not only are you big, man, but you got the dance moves. I don't know if people oh, seen his Halloween God. costume. Not. Oh, we if did. If not, you got to go on social media and check it out, because wow. my man Tyus Bowser had the best costume, hands down, this year. I
0: appreciate it. All right, well, we, can, we had a request that came in. And I don't remember who it was that asked so i apologize if it was someone who was here we had a request that said yeah that was a famous scene from luttrell in white chicks but there was another scene that was maybe even a little bit more famous is there any chance we can get you to do a sing-along to one thousand a thousand miles
1: <laughs>
0: oh man maybe maybe once I get in that
6: mood, you know, if it's the oh. right time, I, I'll probably do it. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I'm just saying it has to be the right <laughs> you place, wanna right write time. Now, Tyus. Nah, man. Just... Tyus, 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 Tyus. Tyus. I'm gonna disappoint y'all because I don't even know half of the lyrics, but just the uh, just the hook part. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. But I'm willing to learn a song and then if the time. Comes, I'll do it. We happen
0: to know you we've talked before. You've got you can sing. Uh, who told you that? Uh, I heard a rumor. Yep. I heard a rumor Hold that you, on, could you sing can sing a little bit. I did. Who told who told you I'm this? Not, so I'm
2: are you an alto or tenor. alto or tenor? I'm
5: a tenor. Alto a tenor? I'm a tenor. Huh? I'm a tenor. Okay.
0: In the church I, I was a tenor. Okay. I heard a rumor that you could sing a little bit. I was hoping that maybe we could I'm not I'm not sure who told you this, but you might um, want to check your resources. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll you. leave it alone. No um so i want to talk about your guys relationship because i remember you telling us last year about how much calais meant to you and how much you wanted to get him out here for a show because he was so important to you can you tell me about like what you've soaked up man's a legend i mean the man is an icon in this sport can you tell me about what you soaked up from this man i mean first just
6: his personality and just how open he is to helping the young guys you know whether that's on the field off the field financially like i'll be in the locker room with this guy after practice is over where everybody's gone and we just talk about different stuff. And he'll always check on me and see how I'm doing, uh, how I'm feeling on the field. Just, you know, through my entire rehab process, he's asked me how I'm feeling and when he feel like I'm I'm gonna be back. And that just, just for a guy like who he is, to be able to have so much attention and effort and energy towards your well-being is, amazing to me and that's what I always feed off on is just energy and you know the type of people I'm around so for this guy to do that and go out his way to check on me especially knowing who he is you don't really see that a lot so for him to do that man it, that was a lot especially you know during that time when um, I had lost my um, I lost my uncle at the time and he was there to you know wrap his arms around me and just wow. to check on me and see how I'm feeling and uh there was a picture that was uh taken during that time and I got it posted in my office like a huge mule just at that moment because that was such a critical time in my life, you know, going through that situation. And for this guy and who he is to be able to do that and be there for me, man, like, that lasts forever, you know?
5: Calais, you're the OG of the locker room, right? How important is it to you to be a mentor to guys like Tyus in terms of, you know, because there's so much more to, Football, like he said, Tyus already mentioned financially and emotionally. You know, you need somebody that can help you go through these things. How important was that to you for that role?
7: Oh, 100 percent. You know, I've always just kind of, you know, it's about relationships. You know, I talk to the the old wise vets when I was a young buck and the guys who retired and you ask them what they miss about the game. And it's that locker room talk, you know, it's that just relationship with the players, you know, going somewhere, you know, together, you know, eating breaking bread together, going to dinner, just being able to hang out and talk, you know, I mean, you know, the football, the fans, you know, the winning games, all that is great. But the relationships you, you, you create when you're in the locker room, that bond is as strong as it gets. And, you know, um, I've always took that, you know, with a lot of, um, a lot of pride. And, I, you know, I know, uh, you know, just all my history, all the things I've learned throughout the game, you know, I want to share them with people, you know. It's no good for me to take them with me. And when I'm done with the game, you know, I mean, I just don't give it to nobody else, and that doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, when I was young, the guys used to call it keeping their pension strong, you know, making sure the game is strong so they can get they, their pension money, you know? Uh, and so that's the same way my mentality is, you know, it's like, okay, let's keep the game strong by sharing knowledge. So all the things I've been through, all the mistakes I've made, all the lessons I've learned, I gotta make sure I share that with, with, the, with all the guys in the locker room, you know? And there's certain guys you have better relationship with, just naturally, you know, just that natural communication and just. Friendship develops and uh, Tyus, you know, I mean, the 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 moment I stepped into the locker room and I got traded here, and just you know, ever since, you know, we've had a really good bond, really good connection. You know, uh, it's always good having those conversations. You know, he's always one of the last people to leave the locker room, and so am I. So we always get time to talk because we're like the last ones in there, few other guys, and uh, we get to always like kind of just talk about life and uh, things that are so much bigger than football. But we still talk a lot, a lot about football too. And my goal is to help Tyus be the best player he can be on the football field but also be the best man he could be off the field.
0: It's awesome, man. Ty, Ty, it's nice of you to wait around for your, your grandfather, too, in the locker room at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure he's all right. He's got everything packed up. It's a nice thing for you to do, bro. Uh Kalis, who was the guy for you? You know, who, was, who played that role for you when you were a young player?
7: Yeah, I had a few different guys. You know, um, uh, Birch and Barry was probably one of the first I guys. I love that, that guy, really- man. Helped me a lot, you know. Helped me, you know, learn how to talk to the media, learn how to, you know, utilize the platform we have. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is another guy who uh, just from really outside of football, with uh, you know, just take care of your body, learn how to watch tape, you know, all that stuff, you know. And then um, just I mean, really watching from he leads by example too, you know. But um, Darnell Dockett, Adrian Wilson, you know, I had a I had a really good group of vets when I was a young buck to learn from, you know, Carlos Dansby. You know a lot of guys. Uh, you know another guy that played here. You know I only was with him for uh, you know pretty much two years, but uh, Anquan Bolton. Anquan yep. Bolton was a, was a great big brother to me. You know uh, he always had like really good charity events, and I would go out. Just cause I want to just you know help people and stuff. I didn't know I want to do it on my own yet, but he would always have a uh, really good charity events and invite me along, and I'll go out, go to his hometown, and uh, you know help him raise money. He had a little basketball tournament. Uh, Few days, a
0: I remember this Anquan was such a good guy, one day when the day that he got traded by the Ravens, I texted him asked him if he would come on, he said yeah but I'm in Ethiopia <laughs> I'm go the- like, I'm like, he was just trying to get water to people in Ethiopia, I'm like man that, is, that is unbelievable it's the Tyus Bowser show, Pressbox and 105.7, the fam were live at Mother's North Grill in Timonium uh, the last two games the Baltimore Ravens have held the ball for an average of 38 minutes and 5 seconds over the last two games. Y'all are doing some kind of clicking right now. Do, do you feel that there's something special happening right now? I know that y'all were winning games earlier. I know that you, know, you expected to be really good, but this is kind of dominant. This is enforcing your will. Are you feeling that like a tide has turned and there's nothing that anybody can do about it right now?
6: I feel like we're such in a, in a great position within our team when it comes, like you said, to chemistry and clicking with each other. And that's just based off of, you know, performance, you know, us adding in Roquan, bringing in, you know, guys like me and other guys who were injured back on the field and just, you know, developing that chemistry, that communication with each other to go out there and play for each other. And um, Coach McDonald, our defense coordinator, mentioned, you know, we're we're on a route to where we're moving in the right direction and we just got to continue to you know lock into what we need to do you know individually uh collectively as a position and overall just as a defense of just continue to work hard continue to stay in the playbooks um you know working hard in practice and all of that stuff will come into play in the pra- i mean in, into the game so um, we're doing a great job with you know the little things whether that's you know staying in the film room you know taking care of our bodies uh communicating you know, on the field, and when we continue that, then you, you see the results of us winning games, and that's what we're on right now.
0: It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's yeah. really amazing to see what's going on. Calais, again, like, it's not like you guys are playing poorly beforehand, but this just seems like another level these last couple of weeks.
7: Yeah, you know, uh, Coach McDonald always says, uh, you know, it's about the trajectory of where we're going. You know, we, we're putting it all together. We have, you know, wh- what we want to be. But right now, we just want to be trending in the right direction. So where we want to be you know, late in the season is at our very, very best. But to do that, we have to be gelling today. You know? But going into a bye week, you know, uh, everything kind of resets for a little bit. So now we have to kind of reestablish ourselves and really you know, kind of you know, regather that momentum we had going into the bye. So you know, we're in a, a really uh, delicate place right now. But I think we're in a really good place. You know, We had a practice yesterday. And you really felt the energy, you know, guys were locked in and just staying in the moment, you know, nobody was looking ahead, trying to figure out, oh, you know, look at our schedule, look what we can do. It's like, nah, just stay in the moment. Let's just make sure today's on point.
5: Speaking of that, I think the emphasis that we're hearing is the strength of schedule going down the stretch. Obviously, you only play one team that has a winning record. That's the Bengals. How do you keep yourself motivated so that you don't get caught in a trap game? because that's very possible, right? We can, you can overlook your opponent and say, "Oh no, we should beat these guys," and then turn around and you know find a way to lose. We see the commanders last night beating the Eagles. Um, so how do you keep your core group of guys focused on what's ahead of them? Because I think sometimes we get to the bridge before we even get on the road.
7: Yeah, I think everybody in our locker room yeah, I think everybody in our locker room understands like. You know, uh, I think we have a, a better, a veteran group with a lot of young guys who uh, have a lot of experience, and then some young guys who just kind of fall along, you know, real rookies and stuff. So I think that veteran presence. We understand that it's hard to win in the NFL. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's hard to win. So every game is crucial, and you know we know that. You know, we have some teams in our division that are not going to just lay down. They're going to get better. Cincinnati's not going to just let us win a division. We're going to have to earn it. So every game is so crucial that we don't have a chance. We don't have the, the luxury of, of, of letting the game slip away. So we're locked in. We're standing in the moment. You know, I think, you know, the, the really good teams, beat, you beat who you're supposed to beat. You know, I know everybody, you know, hey, it's football. You know, it's NFL. The margin for the difference between each team is so like so small. You know, every team is very, very talented. Every te- any team could be any team any given day, any given Sunday, right? But uh, w- what makes us special, though, is I think that we have a veteran group that knows that each moment is crucial, and we won't let it slip away.
6: And I mean, uh, I actually went to the Eagles game last night, and uh, I saw
5: that. I saw yeah. that you were in Philly. So, yeah. so how was that?
6: It was. It was actually pretty cool. You know, just the energy, just being able to you know, see it from a fan's view Mm -hmm. and see the game, especially where I was at. So I got to see the formations, I got to see different things and kind of work on my game, you know, as a player. But uh, I got to give one of my guys uh, a great and Yeah, Houston guy. Yeah. yeah. And we was kind of just chatting last night after the game, and he was just telling me just, you know, how it was for them, you know, kind of overlooking the commanders just based off of the record and what they've been able to do up to this point. And I want to say they had like ten days off. So he could tell and even the fans could tell that, you know, from those 10 days off, they, they could see how sluggish they are. and You could see it from the play, just what they was able to do. And he was just saying, man, guys was, you know, looking past this game. Guys was not as focused or just writing this game off because of where they at. And like he said, man, this is the National Football League. Every team is good regardless of what their record says. And you got to come out and perform every single Sunday, especially when you're 9-0, and 0. you got a huge target on your back and everybody is looking to beat you, you know? And, you know, you just gotta take that into consideration, especially for me, you know, being in this position with these guys, and like you said, just what our schedule and how it's looking, it looks like we're supposed to win these games, but you can't go into that thinking like, oh, this team has got this record. Like, you gotta go in thinking that, man, this team is the Philadelphia Eagles and they undefeated right yeah. now. And that's gotta be your mindset each and every week. Yep.
0: Uh, I heard Calais mention uh, Coach McDonald Didn't you used to Babysit him
7: (laughs) (laughs) He is younger than me That's right You know uh, But nah He's a He's a coach that like You know Like he's He gets it Like he's really really smart He understands about relationships And like he comes in And he's really like Receptive to what we think You know And I think that's super cool because, like, you know, we have a lot of veterans on our D-line, our defense, you know, and we talk through stuff all the time. He'll say what he's thinking and why he's thinking it and what we could do, and then, we, you know, it's, a, it's very, um, you know, the co- it's a conversation, you know, and so when cool. we have opinions and things that we want to do, he listens. And most of the time, he, you know, he responds. And sometimes he'll say, hey, you know, I don't want to do that for this reason, and it usually makes sense. So, you know, it's kind of cool to have a coach like that. That's neat. That's neat.
0: All right, make some more noise. Tyus Bows to Clayus Campbell, please. Hey, Great 8s Memorabilia is hosting a pair of Rollin' with Santa toy drives to benefit Holiday of Hope. The bowling event, Saturday, December 3rd at Perry Hall Square with Brandon Stevens. The skating edition is Tuesday, December 6th at Skateland Putty Hill with Daniel Fa'alele. And you can also find out more about those events and presents with Pepe Williams right now by going to Great 8s Memorabilia with the number 8, Great8sMemorabilia.com. We come
1: back in. All we right, talk that's
0: about segment number one of the ready? Tyus Bowser Show. We will get you segment number two tomorrow. And a little bit later on today, we will post the entire show at uh, in the archives. Our – our oh, I don't remember how – our, our – yeah, the, we, we, the, you know the point. We'll get our it up, Thank you. Thank you. We will get it up there a little bit later on today. And, of course, Friday night, 105.7 The Fan, you will be able to listen to the show in its entirety as well. Great time with Tyus Bowser and Calais Campbell last night. Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Would You Rather Wednesday, as always, is brought to you by Glory Days Grill, and somebody's going to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill just for participating today. As we wind down in our number one of the program, it's also been brought to you by the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill. The Ravens back at home this Sunday. That means you can stop by. Before the game, and visit the Game Day Firehouse, the Firefighters Union Hall, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium. Sample the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Register to win your own, as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. And as always, you use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com. You can save $100 when you order your own Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic. Home grill or tailgate for searing, baking, smoking, and grilling all kinds of food. Again, Ginsugrills.com. Use that code tailgate. A um, couple of things really quickly from uh, James. James says, Glenn, I absolutely agree with you. It would not have been, it would, have not, it would not have been, I don't know what you're trying to say, but he's basically saying that I, it would not have been maddening, I think, if Scott Service had won manager of the year. It makes absolutely no sense that Terry Francona would want it. I agree with everything you say about Brandon Hyde, but I think he was worthy of recognition specifically for the job that he did this year. Yeah, I mean, sure, worthy, I guess. Again, you can't get me to get mad about it. Maddening, I I don't know about that. It's a weird word to use. Maddening? No. No, no, not that. Something else, but not maddening. Um... You know, I think I think we all, again, uh, I, I'm not doing more on it. I already did 20 minutes on it. I'm not doing more on Brandon Hyde not being manager of the year. From uh, Jeff. Jeff says, um, Glenn, what do you make of the crowds at the early season Maryland games? It feels like everybody wanted Mark Turgeon gone. They got their way, and then they're still not willing to support the program. <sighs> Jeff, I, if – If you've listened to this show, you know I'm the wrong person to ask about this. I mean, maybe you're doing this because you know it'll get me on a rant or something like that. I don't know. It is a bad bit. And in fact, I'll go a step further. I think it's embarrassing when we tweet out pictures of crowds and we try to make it seem like there's some sort of story there. You, and I'm not calling out any individual reporter. My my buddy Jeff Ehrman does this sometimes. And I like Jeff. He's one of my friends. I think it's hack. I think it's low rent. You know why there aren't big crowds at Maryland games right now. They played Binghamton. They played Western Carolina. I don't remember who they played in the first game now. They haven't proven anything yet. There, are, there aren't there are particularly high hopes for this team. And they have been through a very mediocre stretch of basketball for the last decade plus. It's what I kept telling you when we were going through the coaching search last year about the quality of the job. You can tell me about how good of a job it is, and I think maybe it has the chance to be that good of a job, but in reality, it's a program that has hardly been relevant for two decades. For two decades, it has had at most splashes of relevance. In moments, it's mattered. They haven't been to an Elite Eight since they won the national championship in 2002. In what world would the arena be packed for an early season game against Binghamton? You can answer your own questions. They have to earn that. That's the way it works. If they go make, if they're consistently good for the next couple of years, if they're consistently competing to make deep runs in the NCAA tournament, then three years down the road, their early season game against Canisius or against, and I'm not trying to take shots at these programs, against Presbyterian, those games will be packed if, they're consistently competitive. I mean, by competitive, I don't mean like win more games than you lose. You better be doing that. Mark Turgeon did that. I mean, like competing to matter in the NCAA tournament. If you do that, then you get bigger crowds for any game you play. Right now, it's hard to get big crowds for any game at all, even the games that on paper matter the most. It's such a hack bit. Oh, look at the crowd. There's hardly anybody there. Yes, you're right. Now explain why. You're a smart person, Mr. Reporter, Mrs. Reporter, Miss Reporter. I don't. I don't know. What we say anymore. Non, non-binary people. You're a very smart person. Explain it. Say this makes sense because the program hasn't done anything, and they don't give away the tickets for free, and they don't. Make it easy. They don't come pick you up at your house. The burden is on the ticket purchaser. I saw all the pictures floating around last night. I saw that there was nobody at the game. And it didn't remotely surprise me because I have a brain. Because I can think about what it's like to be Joe in Sykesville. Or Molly in Park Heights who likes Maryland basketball, roots for Maryland basketball, but on a Tuesday night, on a rainy Tuesday night in November, when the program hasn't been good, even with a new coach, and they're playing Binghamton, says to themselves, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. The burden is on the consumer. What makes it worth it to the consumer to put up with the burden. And for some people, it's just you playing the games. For some people, they just care so much about Maryland basketball that it's worth the burden just to be at any Maryland basketball game. But that's a very small group of people. And in the same way, where I don't get mad about attendance anywhere else, you're not going to get me to get mad about it. They don't give away the tickets. It sucks driving down there. It sucks miserably driving to College Park on a weeknight. I want to blow my brains out. It's awful. It is a horrendous experience, particularly on a day where it rained. It sucked for me driving from Hunt Valley to Demonium yesterday. And it's five minutes down the road, and it sucked. Stop it. It's so low rent. We're embarrassing. We know the answers. We're just doing it because we're playing to the lowest common denominator. Some mouth breather is going to get worked up by the fact that there weren't people at the game last night. You know why there weren't people at the game last night. You're not stupid. I don't think. This thing we do with attendance, like there is some obligation from every fan base in the world to say, no matter what the circumstances are, you have to go out of your way to be. It's nuts. We are disconnected from reality. You want to send out a tweet with a picture of the crowd and say nobody's here? Fine. If you feel like that's part of your job as a reporter in taking the temperature of the scene I am I need to set the scene for this game and what's going on and one of the stories is nobody's here fine but add context why is nobody here if you think it's important to share you should be able to answer those questions it makes sense that nobody's here that's logical. It would be a story if nobody if you showed up at the Ravens Panthers game on Sunday and there were 5,000 people at the game, that would be a story. Something would be going on there. And not by the way, I do think it'll be a game where there will be people tweeting out about the pockets of empty. I think there will be people who will wake up. I haven't looked at the weather for Sunday, but I think there will be people who wake up on Sunday morning and say if it's if it's you know 47 degrees when you wake up on Sunday morning. I think there'll be a lot of people that say, yeah, I can I can skip on the Panthers game. I'm good. I think there will be pockets of empty seats at the Ravens game on Sunday. Not a marquee opponent. Potential for, it may be, maybe the weather's, I haven't looked, I have not looked ahead to the weekend. But if it's cold, I could absolutely see where people wake up and just sort of say, eh, I'll see you for the next one. But if 5,000 people were there, if less than half of the stadium was full, that would be a story. That would be something that you should be tweeting about, we should be asking about, and trying to figure out what's going on, because that would be illogical. It's not illogical that the arena in College Park was less than half full last night. That makes sense. All
1: right, you accomplished what you wanted to accomplish with your question. You it got it. It's going to gonna be miserable on. I mean, it'll be sunny, but it's going to be freezing. It's going to be what the high it? of 37, 15 mile per hour. There's be an awful
0: lot of people. They're going to wake up. There's going to be an awful lot of tickets available. If, if you wanted to go to. if By the way, and I mean this, if this is, if you wanted to go to a game and you just, you know, affording tickets is an issue for you, this is the week for you. I would start poking around on Friday because people are going to start to realize that they're going to start looking at the weather report and saying, mm, this one might not be for me. Opponent, not, that's at best nondescript, 37 degrees, there's going to be a lot of people that say to themselves, I'm good. I'm good. See you guys next time. And there will be opportunities for you to step in and maybe just get their tickets. You might not even have to pay for them. You might just be able to ask someone in your life. And honestly, I would post it on social media. Hey, is there, is there someone, it's supposed to be 37 degrees on Sunday. Is there someone who isn't planning on going to the game? Because if you're not, I'd be happy to take your tickets off your hands. I think you're going to have an opportunity to do that. All right. Um, hour number one is in the books. We'll come back in. Uh, in number, hour number two, we're going to hear from Jacoby Jones. We're going to hear from Navy soccer coach Tim O'Donoghue as they get ready for the NCAA tournament. That's all on the way. It is Glenn Clark Radio. or two. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity
2: employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. The ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino Known hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1 800 Gambler or visit mdgamblinghelp.org.
0: Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running it's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year it features the chicken schnitzel the Oktoberfest brewer's platter the brewer's sausage sandwich the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun the cheddar ale soup the slam dunk pretzels and the apple cobbler all of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home Glory Days Grill great food good sports that first
8: season
0: beer listings, and food and drink
4: specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Looking for a simple holiday meal?
0: Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details.
4: Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookie's every other Thursday at 1140 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show too.
0: All right, back in here on G C R as we continue into hour number two of the program. Again, the approvals are coming in for online sports betting. It it is days away from being legal and ready to go here in the state of Maryland, and we are trying our best to get you hooked up with the best offers for signing up and getting going with online sports betting. Right now go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. You can get three hundred dollars in pre-registration credit plus other incentives. Pressboxonline.com slash offers $300, $300 in pre-registration bonus credits are available for you right now at pressboxonline.com slash offers. Encourage you to go get that si- set up right now. All right, two things, and then we're going to talk to Tim O'Donohue from Navy. One, um, notable news yesterday, obviously for people in the local prep scene, Biff Poji is now going to be a Division I college football head coach. Biff Pogey has taken the job at the University of Charlotte. By the way, we've got to get the Al Wallace on this week, who I think does stuff with the University of Charlotte as well. We've got to get him on to talk about the Panthers, but we'll talk to him about that too. Um, every time we've talked about Biff Pogey over the years, I've been conflicted. I don't think Biff Poggi is a bad guy by any stretch of imagination. The the people that played for him think very highly of him. The St. Francis story to me was always quite polarizing because I was uncomfortable with the idea of him being portrayed as sort of like the white savior. I, I I I said a million times, you know, violinists need opportunities as well. Biff Poggi was giving opportunities to football players to to help them win. That that isn't heroic to me it doesn't mean that it's bad it doesn't certainly doesn't mean that it's bad it's just i don't i'm very uncomfortable with trying to make the story of saint francis under biff poji being about what a hero he was i i don't agree with that he brought in football players to try to win football games and in the process might have given some guys who came from um bad economic situations better opportunities and that's a good thing but it's not heroic it's, it's heroic if you, if you don't have any personal interests. It's heroic if you're, you're handing out scholarships to low-income individuals having nothing to do with whether or not they're capable of playing football. That's a wonderful thing. What Poggi was doing was building a football program and using his own per- personal wealth to do it. And I don't knock him for that. This is a again like every conversation I have. There's nuance here. I don't knock him for it. He had every right to do that, and he built obviously a power at St. Francis, and of course he had a hell of a run at Gilman. Um, I I don't Jim Harbaugh in a recent story in the Athletic was really willing to give Biff Poggi a lot of credit for what Michigan has become, particularly the defensive side of the ball the last couple of years. From a program, remember, we are not that far removed from there being questions about Jim Harbaugh's future at Michigan. And I never thought he would get fired because he's the epitome of a Michigan man. But their inability to beat Ohio State, their inability to win the big ones, there are a lot of questions. And Jim Harbaugh gave a lot of credit to Biff Pogey. And now here Biff Pogey is getting a head coaching job. Good for Biff. It's a neat opportunity for him. And he's he's a very interesting and compelling man and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for him at charlotte moving forward. I'm I'm happy for him. Um I harbor no ill will whatsoever towards biff Pogey. I think he's an interesting captivating person. Um and we didn't talk at all this week and I don't want to I don't want this to be a downer, but we didn't talk at all this week obviously about the tragedy at the university of virginia. They've decided they're not going to play their football game on saturday and I completely understand that. There's always that, you know, like Sometimes when, when, when programs go through something, there's a feeling of, like, we want to do this to to have the opportunity to honor our guys on the field. Like, I, There's no correct answer to this. They've decided they can't play. They were supposed to play Coastal Carolina on Saturday. You know, non-conference game probably makes it a little bit easier for them to say, we, just, we, we can't do this right now. It's just unthinkable. I don't have anything else to say. A lot of other people have a lot of opinions, and I get that. Um... I guess there's been a push to don't describe it as an event, don't describe it as a tragedy, use the words mass shooting. And I, I I understand that, that this conversation, it's easier to sanitize this if you don't use those words. Well, there was an unfortunate event. There was an unfortunate... Uh, no, there was a mass shooting. And it's sickening. It's, it's just... Ugh, it's sickening. So... I don't have any connection, obviously, with them, um, but on a human level, I think every single one of us felt the same way uh, when we heard this news about the University of Virginia. No, Morgan Moses put out a statement. I'll share that really quickly. Morgan Moses, of course, played now the Baltimore Ravens offensive tackle. He played at the University of Virginia in his collegiate career Said, my heart and condolences go out to the University of Virginia community and all the families who have been affected by Sunday night's tragedy. What happened at my alma mater not only saddens me, but it once again reaffirms how much work must be done to rid our society of gun violence. With yet another senseless shooting, we lost some great young men in the making, young men with futures, young men who have the ability and desire to create positive change in today's world. I firmly believe that we must commit to pulling together as one so our country, especially in places of learning, becomes a safer place. I I tend to agree. I tend to agree. It's obviously a conversation that tends to get nowhere, and it's infuriating. I agree with Morgan Moses and of course my heart and thoughts also go to the University of Virginia, but that means nothing in comparison to losing three young men, um, which is just gut wrenching. Absolutely gut wrenching. It's not easy to go from this to talking about sports. Those aren't easy things to do. Um why don't why don't we take a break? We'll use that as a palate cleanser, still to come this hour. Oh, oh, a visitor. Oh, I like that. And then still to come this hour, Tim O'Donoghue will join us. And uh, Jacoby Jones, That's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery.
8: That first sip, that first bite, start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night.
6: boxonline.com slash bowser.
0: Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home.
4: Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest, and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark.
0: I'm a very lucky man because um, look at this. This is a bounty that was just brought in. My man Tim Diggs from Glory Days Grill just stopped by the studio, and that makes me very happy. It happens to be Would You Rather Wednesday presented by Glory Days Grill. And he wanted me to know about the Comfort Classics, which are now available. The new seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Take a look right there. And it includes brought me my own winter spinach salad. That is, that's my, that is my play. Baby spinach tossed with pears, apples, candied pecans, dried cranberries, and red onions, and an apple honey Dijon vinaigrette, topped with blue cheese. Yep, that's gonna be that's gonna be for me. Now, what is this? What's next? These are the mac and cheese bites. These are hand-breaded mom's mac and cheese drizzled in our signature glory sauce. So I don't normally eat like this. I can have half of one. Griffin, can you cut me like half of one of those? Because that is not something that I should be eating. Oh, the, oh, the salmon. The, oh boy, the citrus salmon. The salmon fillet, lightly cured with kosher salt, sugar, and spices, seared and topped with a citrus butter, served with charred green beans. Oh my, that sounds good. You get a picture of everything for sure. Um. Oh my, there's so much in front of us. There's so much. I smell. In it front smells of incredible. Us. Oh my god. Look at all that. I can't, and then the wings and the ribs. I'm going to try something from that box. I'll, Because I, I, I get that's the purpose of this, is I'm supposed to try these things and tell you about how good they are. Um, all right, these are the mac and cheese bites. Let me go there. All right, dig right in. Oh. I mean, come on. Just come on. Oh. Ah. Oh. All right. So here's what makes us perfect. Everything. Everything is what makes that perfect. What'd you go for? I also want the mac and cheese. Bite, yeah. That's delicious. Oh my god.
1: The mac and cheese is creamy. So you were just in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. This this compares? Uh, I... The
0: mac and cheese is creamy. You get mm. the crunch of the fried oh my god, that's spectacular. Okay. So we try that. Then the oh the twisted mm. ribs and wings combo. I'm sorry, I should clear my... Everybody loves listening to me eat. That's great quality radio. Twisted ribs and wings combo. Two pounds of meat. Tender pork ribs. Flash fried and tossed in our house-made barbecue sauce. Paired with six wings with your cho- choice of sauce and seasoned fries. Look at that. I need a napkin. Griffin, I'm going to need a napkin because I'm going to try... I've had a... I'm going to eat... I'm going to consume a rib. Which again... Not normally the way that I live at this time of the day. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, you know how much better this is than chili and cinnamon rolls? No offense. So much better. Yeah, dessert. They brought dessert as well. Oh, thank you, Tracy. Tracy brought in a whole roll of paper towels, and I guess, assuming that I'm a, I'm a pig. Um, I don't know how to do this because it's going to drip barbecue sauce everywhere. Maybe I, I got to remember to talk into the microphone. <laughs> yes, thank you. Perfect. That's what I needed. All right. Here we go. Uh, Tim could not stick around, unfortunately. He's a little under the weather. Um ah. ah, ah, glory, glory. Damn it, that's beautiful. Ah, man, right, cancel the rest of the show. Cancel the rest of the show. We're not doing any more show today, Griffin. Oh, and that's the bourbon butter cake. The bourbon butter cake. How good do those words sound together? Bourbon butter cake. Warm butter cake topped... With vanilla ice cream, house-made bourbon sauce, candied pecan, Candied pecans! For the love of God, candied pecans! Ah! No, and powdered sugar, just in case you didn't have enough already. Uh, try that, because that's not going to be for me. Okay. Try some ice cream and cake together. They
1: got this ice cream it's locked up.
0: This is unbelievable. This is... What do you mean it's locked up? I, I can't get it open. What are you... What are you, for? Get just. Jesus Christ. There we go. There you go. Get in. Dig in. Enjoy some butter cake and ice cream together. Meanwhile, I'm going to need an hour to clean off my hands after uh, having one rib. One single rib. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Hi, I'm Glenn. I'm a pig. Look at me. Take a picture of that. I'm just a pig. The delicious Glory Days rib sauce all over my fingers. You think I'm not going to lick it off? I'm definitely going to lick it off. I don't care that you're watching. I'm going to do it because it's amazing. Oh, this is fantastic. All right, glorydaysgrow.com. As always, the website. Ah. Oh, you know, this is perfect because we're going to oh, talk to... Oh, my goodness. This, uh, it's, it's
1: the... the Look pecan. at that. It's, it's warm. Look at that.
0: Oh, that looks spectacular. Oh, get, yeah. Get a big mouthful, Griffin. Get a big mouthful. How's that? How's the butter cake?
1: It's unbelievable. Describe oh the God. butter cake to me. It's so... Sw- it's soft and warm and... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm... This this is just... Uh, it's home. Mm. It's home. It's home.
0: Yeah. It's home. That's, All right. Um... I'm going to need a minute here. Good news, we pre-recorded an interview with Tim Donahue, so I'm going to have a minute in order to enjoy this feast. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website. You know how much I love Glory Days Grill. Literally, John Little Rock was in town. That's where we went last Thursday when he came to visit. Of course, $6.99 apps continue every night after 9 o'clock, but the Comfort Classics menu is now available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, featuring all of these wonderful, wonderful things Pair them with the Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager or a Blood Orange Bourbon Cider. Oh, I still haven't taken a bite of the meatloaf. Mom! The meatloaf! Oh, did you watch? I get
1: that reference. Yeah, <laughs> I like this.
0: Oh, do, are we doing that today?
1: Yeah, we could. I mean, if we have time. Maybe we'll do
0: that today before you cook. Well,
1: well, I watched, yeah, I watched Wedding Crashers, but I watched Old School. Right. the next one. Right. Meatloaf oh, we gotta do, right, yeah, I, I know, we didn't do
0: some Wedding Crashers, but we yeah. you do, you watched Old, old School. Watched All old school. right, maybe we save that for tomorrow. Maybe okay. we save it for tomorrow. Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh, God so happy right now i'm so happy glorydaysgrill.com and again they bring you would you rather wednesday so get your responses in at glenn clark radio on twitter facebook.com slash glenn clark radio and you can win a 25 dollars gift card to go enjoy all of these delicious comfort classic menu items at your neighborhood glory days grill had to do this a little bit earlier on because their schedule getting ready for the ncaa tournament but navy soccer won the patriot league their head coach tim O'Donohue, right now on gcr well, we're joined now here on GCR by a man who's getting ready for the NCAA tournament tomorrow at noon. They take on Georgetown. He is the head coach, the Patriot League champions, Navy soccer coach Tim O'Donoghue is with us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Congratulations. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us.
9: Of course. Thank you very much, Glenn, for having me on. It's
0: great to chat with you, Coach. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to peel this back a little ways. What you guys have been building in Annapolis, did you know coming into this season there was a chance for it all to come together for you? Or, or maybe when? When did it strike you like, hey, man, we've got a chance to do something here?
9: You know, we we thought, I thought we'd have a good team um, this year. Now, we graduated f- or lost five starters from last year's team, which was a really good team. So in some ways we were set up the last three years to win it in advance, um, particularly last year. And then that COVID year, you know, we were, you know, we were four and then, all, you know, a bunch of stuff happened with, with everything going on with the virus. Um, but this year was a bit of a transition year. I wouldn't say rebuilding, but transition because we start one senior, we're young. Um, so I, I thought we'd, we'd have a good team. But if you were to ask me realistically, you know, the plan probably would have been to go after it, and I thought we would be good cause, and I thought we'd have a chance, but probably next year when we have everyone back, um, it would be more realistic, but, you know, we, um, you know, I think if you have a good program and you are and you have a good team each year, you're going to catch a break and make a
0: run. Uh, and it worked. I know it's been, it was kind of a crazy year in the Patriot League, and, and mm-hmm. there wasn't a ton of separation, and. You know, going into that final night of the season, it felt like everybody had a chance uh, to end up in the postseason. Did did you guys like was it was there a conversation that you were having like you know hey all we got to do is get in there's a a real chance for us here to break through and win this thing.
9: Yeah, we, that was the conversation all year. Is you know we we were we were actually in a good in a good position throughout the year. You know, in the league, so it was. Hey, we're we're, we're tying a lot of games that we felt we were, we should have been getting some wins in, in some of those games. But you know, we were in a good position in the league. Let's get in, and we felt like you know we only had one loss in the league this year, which was the, which was uh, you know the 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 uh, the star match with Army. So that was the only loss. Every other game, every other game was a tie or a win. And we felt like there wasn't a team that was really better than us. Now, that, that being said, we weren't necessarily dominating anybody, but we felt we were maybe the best team. And, um, you know, that's what we kept saying. Just be patient, keep going. And we felt like, um, you know, we had an opportunity. Uh,
0: it worked out that way. Tim O'Donohue is with us, Navy men's soccer coach. They're getting ready for the NCAA tournament tomorrow at Georgetown. Um, Coach, you know, in my role uh, as a play-by-play guy at Loyola, I, I wasn't doing the game because you guys were hosting it, but I was certainly paying attention to the incredible dramatics and a match that, you know, came down to the final couple of seconds and Loyola was able to steal a point, uh, in a game that it looked like you guys had won late in the season. And I wondered if, you know, maybe going through something like that where where it wasn't a loss, but it was a match that you should have won did it serve as maybe a little bit of a wake-up call to to have a goal scored? I mean, it, in in unbelievably dramatic fashion, obviously in the closing seconds, like that.
9: It's... Yeah, I mean, the first thing it was it was embarrassing. We're a defensive team, and we pride ourselves on on being buttoned up defensively. And to give up a goal when we kind of had that, we were in. I mean, with that one, if we had won one nothing, just closed out the game um you know we were in the tournament so it, it was it was tough and, and to be fair it was an amazing goal an amazing play by loyal so and in, in, if you actually look at the goal in a lot of ways it was more of a great play and a, you know a bit of a free play but an amazing um you know a kid hit a 60 yard ball from the 18 phenomenal finish by swales you know a, a miscommunication for sure with our defense and goalkeeper but i think it was not a wake-up call it was it was It was, for us, it was a, you know, when the guys came back, they were incredibly resilient to to get a win against American. And I think this group, I think that, you know, what I think of this group is the character of this team. People talk about character, but this legitimately, I've been a head coach for 18 years, it's a great group, you know, just, nobody points fingers, great culture, hardworking group, and you really saw what the Naval Academy is all about. When we came back, Had the last three games had shutouts after really, I mean, it could have went the other way when you give sure. up a goal like that at the end. So that's, that's kind of my feeling about that situation. But you've got to really tip your hat off to Swales and Loyola because they didn't give up, and it was an incredible play by them, and I, I give them actually a ton of credit um, for equalizing.
0: You know, you mentioned you guys. You know, there are a lot of draws involved, and we know that the rules changed in college soccer this season. And you know, in the regular season, there was no extra time. Do do you do you feel like maybe because of all the draws that you played, that getting into the postseason, that maybe there was a bit of an advantage? Like, hey, we would have had more wins if this had been like past years. We had gone and played to one hundred and ten minutes, or you know gone to PKs did that set you guys up well for having to go to PKs obviously during the Patriot League tournament and now you know for a chance for you guys to make a run here in the NCAA tournament
9: yeah i think i think you know a lot of people a lot of ties and certainly we had a lot of ties so a lot of teams in the league but if you look at soccer generally, if you look at, you know, if you look at the table in, in England or Germany or Spain, or if you look at the MLS, when there's no extra time, there's a lot of draws, you know, so that's that's part of the game, because particularly the way the game is now. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of parity tactically, you can stay in games, um, so, I mean, we didn't really want nine ties, but I thought six, six would have been realistic. Um, bottom line is we were out possessing a lot of teams we were we were having more chances than other teams our expected goal was higher than a lot of teams and the players know that because i share the statistic with with the guys and you know we, we we still were had a winning record we're still we played a good schedule and um you know so the team we knew we knew we have a good team and but we also know that if you take your foot off the gas anybody can beat you and I think that is that's kind of the message in the last three or four games is that you've really you got to play 90 minutes. Um, but certainly, I think going through a little bit of resilience last year, the last two years we were like 12 and one or 10 and one going into the last couple games, and maybe the team hadn't dealt with enough resilience, enough tough moments. And this, these tough moments that we had, I think prepared us.
0: I mean, obviously, and it, it set you guys up well to get the job done in the Patriot League tournament. Um, I, I know it's unique, obviously, at Navy with recruiting. It's, it's not like a lot of places where everybody's local, but you guys do have um, some local kids on your roster, and a couple that jump out at me are the Creoles. Um, can you talk about their role and you know, the, maybe the significance for them as being kids that are from right down the street into Severna Park and being able to accomplish something like this at the Naval Academy?
9: yeah I mean have we have two sets of brothers, so we have the Wagner brothers who are from new jersey played played fairly, and the Creels who are from Savannah park so to have two two local players like this and you know both been playing a critical role you know down the stretch in all season is is certainly a lot of fun um, and I think you know the the Naval Academy is a national university, but there is a little bit something unique that local Players have, I think, an understanding of the Naval Academy. Okay. You've grown up around it and an appreciation. And, and I think that's what the two of them had. They always wanted to come here. And I think there's a lot of local players and young men and women that, you know, this is something, this is a dream of theirs to come here. If you grew up, you know, with seeing, seeing midshipmen in their whites and a part of the, the daily culture here in Annapolis. So I think it's awesome to have them such a prominent role in our team and they're just amazing young men.
0: It's it's really cool. It's a really unique story. Um, Coach Tim O'Donohue, as we get ready for Navy Georgetown tomorrow in D.C. in the NCAA tournament, um, you know the the success that the Patriot League has had um, in the NCAA tournament over the years. You know Colgate had had a lot of wins there for a stretch. Um, you know Loyola battled. I mean, really battled North Carolina uh outplayed North Carolina, frankly, probably deserved to win that game a year ago. How much do those things help in 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 getting your team to believe what they're capable of doing as you guys now step into the NCAA tournament? It's-
9: yeah, we're navy soccer first. We don't you know, the fact that we're affiliated with the Patriot League, we don't look at what other teams do, um to be honest. Um, but what we what we um, what we do talk about is that you know, we have, we have, uh, we're a very proud program. A lot of these players have played against the players that play at Georgetown. Um, and you know, we're, we're respectful of the teams that we play with. Georgetown are, are a big team. We, I mean, we beat NC state a right. couple of years ago, beat UVA in, a, in an exhibition, but really during COVID it was more than that. Um, so you know we have high-level players, so they're not going to be intimidated. And but it's going to be you know there, it's going to be a step up in weight class, no doubt. And um, I think it's a testament to Steve um, at Loyola and Eric Ronning at the at those schools that there are good players and there are good teams in our league. And I think that's true of you know whether see you know an ACC team plays you know a Patriot League team or Ivy League team if you have a good program you have a good program so i think that's kind of what we talk about but we're really one game at a time that's how we deal with it and we're just we're just trying to get them prepared for uh, for thursday
0: uh, it's obviously it's going to be a battle but uh, uh coach seriously congratulations on uh, on a great run um best of luck as you guys move forward into the NCAA tournament uh whatever happens from here obviously would be even more remarkable but Uh, A heck of an accomplishment to be able to get there. Thank you for taking the time for us, and go get them tomorrow down at Georgetown, all right?
9: Thanks so much, and have a great day.
0: Thank you to Tim O'Donohue. Congratulations to Navy soccer, and they get ready for Georgetown tomorrow. Uh, I don't know that there are two more magical words in the the English language than candied pecans. Uh, Those words. uh, Yeah, you're probably right. Those words. Like, they just... They do so much for me. When I hear the words candied pecans, I I feel hope. I feel comfort.
1: I, I'm almost mad at you for making me eat this first because it's spoiled anything else I can eat the rest of the day. Like, nothing going to top this. When I said I, I need you to
0: try it, you didn't have to eat the Once whole I thing. Once I had one bite, there was you no option. You were going I, to I, eat no, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I understand that. Of course, uh, Griffin's enjoying the bourbon butter cake. Um... I enjoyed the winter spinach salad from the comfort classic menu at Glory Day's Grill. Yeah, I like mine better. Uh, No offense. No offense. You didn't get to try this because I kept it all for myself. So the hell do you know? I'm sure that is unbelievable, though. I have no doubt about it. Oh, man. All right. um, Still to come today. We need to get into Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Day's Grill. Um, we need to hear from Jacoby Jones. We're going to do all those things when we come back in. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, which will always be the best place for you to watch and bet on everything. Of course, the World Cup gets underway on Sunday, and they are going to make sure they have all the games on the 100-foot media wall in the FanDuel Sportsbook. And, of course, the uh, no matter even those early morning games, The self-service kiosks will be open 24-7, so you'll have the ability to get in, get your bets in on all of the matches during the World Cup at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Would you rather Wednesday? Jacoby Jones, next, Glenn Clark Radio. (music) Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering.
2: Availability and order requirements vary. See Restaurant for details
0: United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer.
4: Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today.
2: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition
4: tailgate. That's ginsugrills.com. Reserve yours today. Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day halftime show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face.
0: Cool. Cool. My producer's missing. We came back from commercial break and I had nobody to turn the mic on and I don't know which one of these is mine. So that... That's the thing. I hope he's not dying in there. I hope that uh, he's going to survive whatever is going on there, but um, we're going to have to have a uh, going to have to have a chat. Got to got to make sure we're back when the segment starts. I don't know which microphone was mine. I'm sorry about that. My number 1. I turned them all on because <laughs> I had no idea. Gonna have to lock that up moving forward. Sorry, I thought I had more time. That's on only... me. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> we've had a rough day today. <laughs> had a bit of a sketchy day. All right, it is a uh, it is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio brought to you by Glory Day's Grill. I blame Glo- Glory Day's Grill mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a reminder that this print issue of PressBox is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find it. And, of course, you can read it all at pressboxonline.com. Kevin Willard on the cover, new Maryland men's basketball coach. Uh, all right, I did uh, get out three scenarios for Would You Rather Wednesday have not had a robust response so far i've been a little bit disappointed by that but um you have the entirety of the day we don't we wait until tomorrow to pick a winner of the $25 gift card so you have plenty of time to get your responses in griffin and i will go through them very quickly right now griffin number one given the schedule ahead would you rather you have to bet everything you have on the ravens finishing undefeated or at the same odds finishing with two losses
1: so two losses the rest of the, the rest way. of the way. Yes. Okay. they
0: couldn't finish with two total losses because they already have three. So yes. So what do I think will happen, or what do I or you have to bet one way or the uh, other. You have to bet everything you have on one <laughs> scenario or the other.
1: I think they I, undefeated. I think they have a much better. I, I'm not. I, there's not two teams or the rest of the way that I think. That ha, I mean, obviously, I mean it's the NFL, so anything can happen. But I if if I were well, I am a betting man, so yeah, I uh, I, I would say that they it's much more likely that they. So they they went out rather than lose two more games. This is this is a very
0: tricky one, and I was hoping that I was going to get more of a response of people who are just like, "Hell, let's have fun! I'm going to bet undefeated. Like that's the way it's going to go." Um, more people are are playing the smart side of this, which is you know Lamar could get hurt, right? Like that. There there are still enough things involved.
1: Is it like they, they lose at least two games? No, they, they have lose to lose exactly, exactly two, two games. games. Yeah, exactly, exactly two un- games. Still definitely undefeated. I, I mean, I hear you.
0: I hear you. Um, number two, would you rather... I still I still have candied pecan in my, in my teeth. A dentist wouldn't be very happy about it today. Oh, I love candied pecans. Number two, you've been looking forward to a movie like Wakanda Forever for some time. Would you rather right before the movie starts on opening night someone accidentally spoils it for you? Uh, uh, I'll give you a spoiler about the uh, the Tyus Bowser show in segment number two. We talk about this, and Calais tells a story about sitting down to watch the oh. sixth <laughs> the Sixth Sense when he was like a kid. You know what I mean? Like you had to go back away. Is and his mother legitimately? She's like she's like, oh, I love that movie. Could you believe the whole time he was dead? <laughs> like he literally spoils it as he's going to watch the movie. So imagine you show up opening night. By the way, um, there might be something afoot related to Violent Night. We might be maybe doing something a little bit more formal. Uh. There might be something happening there. I've, okay. I I, I, don't, I can't say anything yet. We're trying to put something together that maybe we, we might we might be able to see it before the day that it comes out. I'm working on I'm working Whoa. on that right now. Uh, anyway, so you've been waiting, looking forward to a movie. You go opening night. So for Wakanda the Forever, this would have been last Thursday for Black Panther. So you show up Thursday night at the movie theater. You're sitting there, movie starts at seven o'clock at 6:58. You're scrolling through Twitter and you see a major spoiler right as you're about to watch the film. Or due to a series of unfortunate events, work, you know, maybe you got to visit somebody in the hospital, whatever it is, it's a movie you really wanted to see, but you are not able to see it for a month. So if it came out on the 10th? Like Black panther did, you don't get to see it till December tenth, but
1: you managed to avoid spoilers for the entirety of the month oh this this one's easy for me i I'd wait a month I'd wait a month not to to get something not spoiled is is worth it i think i'd i'd wait I, I think that would only add to the anticipation uh as well as when, whenever seeing it but uh yeah, not knowing what's gonna happen in a show movie whatever uh I think that's that's very important for the enjoyment of uh of said of said uh i don't know, what, where am I, looking
0: I, don't know. I have no idea what it is that you think you're saying but of, I, of I said piece of entertainment okay all right very good
1: um <laughs> i have two thoughts
0: here one is that i always make fun of people that say when it comes to superhero movies say don't spoil it for me because i'm always like i'm sure I, i'm so sure that at the end of batman Batman is going to die. I'm sure that's how this is going to play. Spoiler: Good guy wins. Like I, I always make fun of people. Now there are obviously some circumstances. The um the the last couple of Avengers movies clearly that there were significant spoilers that would have been involved in in those particular films. Um, but with rare exceptions, typically you know how most superhero movies are going to end. Overwhelmingly, they will end with the superhero being victorious. <laughs> so, I kind of make fun of people about spoilers when it comes to superhero movies. Obviously, Black Panther 2, and I have not, again, I have not seen it yet, is a little bit unique because you don't really know ahead of time what it is they're doing because, of course, spoiler, we know there is no T'Challa. Like, we understand that, that Chadwick Boseman was not available and they decided, they announced they weren't recasting the role. So the spoilers are more like, where do they go from here? So I do think this was particularly unique. Still, I can't wait a month. I can't have everybody else knowing. I I can't have everybody else trying to dance around eggshells with me. Like, oh, right, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so I can't do that. I can't do it. It would suck. But I've had that happen to me a few times. Just by happenstance. like I I missed the part. Where like I, I read a story about a movie and they were like, There's spoilers involved and I just didn't you know how you are on the internet sometimes or somebody says, Hey, spoilers below, stop now and you're you're the dummy who didn't read, you're just scrolling through and you're like, Oh crap like I've had it happen I would rather that and have to wait a
1: month. I just can't wait a month. I could, I could, I could wait, wait I for, I could wait almost forever. I, I, I would rather, I almost for like even any movie ever. Like I, I prefer like I, I don't, I don't even like watching trailers that that often. Just because I like trying to go in as blind as possible to things and just so I can, you know, I can be surprised from from the from the first thing I see. And be like, wait a minute, this is a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Just because I didn't I chose that's, not to watch a trailer. That's weird. That's a really weird. Maybe, bit. maybe it is weird, but that's I I really I don't wanna bit. I don't wanna be uh I don't want anything uh spoiled. I don't wanna I don't wanna have uh you know any preconceived But notions. watching
0: movie trailers are awesome. I know. God I
1: know, I know. I watch I still watch movie trailers,
0: but if but sometimes, you know, I'm like I watched the trailer for Violent Night and I had an erection. <laughs> I was like, I need to see this immediately. That's weird. All right. Uh, number three, you have to spend the entirety of the World Cup in cutter. Where well, you'll get to go to the games. But you can't drink. You can't hook up. You can't swear. You can't have pork. You can't. And they're five star hotels.
1: Though?
0: Um, I, I'm gonna assume not a five star hotel. The, well,
1: did you see the video? The, oh no. The it was like someone was like the hotel. I don't know if it was where the players were staying or if just people were staying there, but it was just tents. Yeah, it sounds about tense. right. I don't.
0: I, I you'll you'll stay in modest accommodations. <laughs> okay. All right. Modest accommodations. Again, get to go to all the games. But don't get to do anything, nothing particularly entertaining.
1: Can't drink.
0: No drinking. Okay. I don't know if you- can swear. There was a New York Post story that said, like, pork porn and sex toys will get you thrown in jail.
1: And I, hey man, not my- Yeah. Not my- Not my. Glenn Clark would not last. Can't,
0: bro, it's not going to work. You saw how I dug into that rib in Glory Days Grill. Not going to work for me. I might use that for- oh, Never mind. Um, can't say that. They're a sponsor. And they're wonderful. I don't, wouldn't do that to them. Um- you can watch all the games, but you can't drink, hook up, swear, any of those things. Or you have to spend—and I said the rest of the year. I, I should have said the same time period at home, but without TV, internet, or books. So three to four weeks without. Yeah, same okay. time period. And I and I screwed that up in the way that I wrote it. So I apologize, everybody who's responded. But I meant the same time period.
1: You get stay. You have to stay at home. No TV, internet, or books. I don't think I can live without internet. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I guess I'm gonna, guess gonna go I'm be coming, celibate guess, and cut yeah, her for a month. gonna go and say, so "Oh, terrible, gosh Darn it! Gonna be t-
0: yeah, it's gonna be terrible news for 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 Dixie Dixieland Dixieland delight. She's gonna be yeah, really, really upset when she finds out that you're not gonna be able to hook up for a month. Yeah, it's just not gonna work. Sorry, that's the way it's gonna go. Look, Cutter's awful, but I'm with you. I don't think I could do it. Now, somebody, the bet among the compelling arguments that have been presented, right? One being, there's too much risk there. Like, what if I accidentally screw up and I swear and now I'm in a Qatari prison? Like, Jesus. that That's a real issue for me. Like, I have to think about that. I have to think about whether or not I'm capable of going a month without slipping up. Like, it's easy for me to say, like, like I drew my best to not bite. I, I spent my entire life having an issue with biting my fingernails. About five years ago, I finally stopped biting my fingernails. Good job. But whenever I get writer's block, whenever I'm sitting down to write a column and I get writer's block, I go right back to it. I'm like, damn it. I get very mad at myself. I do my best. I have started to try to do better at swearing. That's not true. That's not remotely true.
1: I'm terrible at it. I swear a lot. <laughs> a terrible, a terrible potty mouth. Yeah, true good point so I guess as soon as I let out a and that's what I'm
0: saying if I could really end up in a prison over swearing I might not be able to do it bro like I might not be able to go it might be the type of thing where this will be torture not having TV and internet like just being stuck at home I can't I can't possibly know what's going on in the football games like right. it, yeah that could be torture but it might still be better than being in a Qatari prison like that that sounds like a different type of torture. That I don't think I want to be involved with. So
1: I think I'm still gonna try and take my chances
0: and go to Cutter. It was it was pointed but, out by and I'm sorry, Brad. Uh Brad mentioned that you would still get to have Thanksgiving at home. You would still get to have like your family and friends over
1: and But you no know. internet.
0: No, there would be no internet. You wouldn't be able to watch the games. Yeah. But like you would still get to have Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> Not without internet. <laughs> Not (laughs) how part of Thanksgiving is internet. I just need it. That's a very weird bit, man. That's a very weird. No, I can't go. I uh, all right. I slow internet connection peeves me to no end. Uh, dude, I I I have
0: to live with it. That's what I have at home because we live on a farm. Like it sucks, but so to do that for yo, Qatari prison sounds worse. I'll make sure I bite my tongue. It's yo. (laughs) I don't. I know myself so well.
1: I mean, like... It's only if you get caught, you know, saying something. Yeah, but have you been paying attention? <laughs> uh, They're, yeah. They are after people there. Like, they are after
0: you in Qatar, man. It's a wretched place. I think I'm going to choose. <laughs> I think I'm going to choose to stay at home, ultimately. Nah, dude. Nah, no. I'm sure there are lovely people in Qatar, but this, everything about this World Cup is all right. Um, we had to do this a little bit earlier. By the way, continue to get me responses at Glen Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Someone who participates in Would You Rather Wednesday will win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Had to do this a little bit earlier. Um, actually did it yesterday, whenever it was, earlier in the week. And I have warned you, and I'm going to warn you again, this conversation is unedited and not safe for work. We continue to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Baltimore Ravens run to Super Bowl 47 and that championship as Jacoby Jones joins us now here on GCR. Well, we have been celebrating all season long the 10th anniversary of the Baltimore Ravens run to the Super Bowl 47 title, and we finally get our opportunity to catch up with our next guest. Man, you know he is one of our absolute favorites, a Ravens legend, a man who was vital in their run to the title, and... Now, he is part of the coaching staff down at Alabama State. It's a thrill to welcome back into the show the great Jacoby Jones, who's with us on GCR. Jacoby, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It is so good to catch up with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple hey, of minutes for us. I,
10: I, I thank you for having me, man. You know how
0: I love b More. It reminds me of New Orleans. That's home for me. <laughs> man, it is so great to hear your voice, bro. I Ten years, bro, man. man. I, you, you know, you're a busy man. Years. You're a busy man, but you got to come back up this way and enjoy and celebrate, right?
10: Heck yeah! It, it, it happened at the right time. Guy working mysterious ways. It's awesome.
0: That is so cool. What What was it like being back, being around the guys, and you know, being able to it's
10: reflect? Great thing and- to see everybody back. Like of course, Joe wasn't there because you still playing. It's a couple of guys that still playing, but everybody was back. Like we was at our anniversary little. Celebration, you know they added food for us and all that, and and I felt so somebody walked up to me, grabbed me on the back of my arm, and they were raped. I'm like, man, why you come out of nowhere all the time? Bro? <laughs> like, you come out of nowhere every time. Like nobody, ain't nobody nowhere gonna show up. He just grabbed me, and I turned around, and my mama was sitting there. She started laughing. I'm like, what you laughing at? This man come out of nowhere every time. <laughs> was he always like he was, that? I, yes, and then he grabbed me and said, "My baby, <laughs> baby, I'm 38 years old, motherfucker." I'm, oh, shit, I'm
0: you're, good. you're
10: good. <laughs> oh, <okay, laughs> you good. good. I'm like I'm 38 years old. I ain't no baby. But he grabbed me and said, "My baby." Man, this man come out of nowhere every time. Every time. <laughs> That's the greatest story I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm for real. Like I just walked up and grabbed me on the back of my arms. I turned around and looked. Where you come from? You just. Slid in
0: here. <laughs> Does he, okay, all right. I got. I have so many questions about this. Has he always called you his baby? Is that a new thing that he that he called you that? No, yeah, he always
10: called me his babe. I would, I, I'm younger than Ray. I'm way younger. Than right, right. I, I, the the story for me is when that sucker said we're we'll playing the charges. And you know, Ray Wright got that that, that that fourth and twenty nine. Yeah, yep. Right? yep. I looked at Ray. I said, when the last time y'all went to the Super Bowl? He said, 12 years ago. It was 2012. Yep. they was in I looked at him. I said, ain't I wearing 12? He said, man, we here for a reason. Aww. I said, I know. But then he told me, don't worry about that Pro Bowl shit. You ain't getting that. You ain't going. <laughs> I'm like, huh? I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, just accept the check. Just accept the check and the jersey. We ain't going to the pro bowl.
0: <laughs> Yo, that was True pathetic. <laughs> that, that, damn, story. dude. I,
10: I, it didn't it, it dawn okay, on me. Okay, wait. Did you, did you?
0: Did you believe in that moment when he says that to you? Did you believe him? Did you know in in your heart, like, yeah, he's right, or or were you like, all right, all right, yeah. dude, he's up? It didn't dawn on me until we
10: was talking about. i like, what are you talking about? It didn't dawn on me until I got on the plane. I was like. We about
0: to win this shit. Yo, yo. He knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. That dude. Knew. Oh, that is amazing, man. All right, Jacoby. I don't know how we can go up from here. I don't know, man. This is killer, bro. Um. All right. Let, let's go back. Let's go back ten years. Right. Um. Actually, you know, let's let's go back to when you arrived in Baltimore. I remember you telling me when you signed in Baltimore that you had gotten a Jugs machine because there was a there was a reputation at the time that, you know, you were not the most solid that you you know, you would drop the occasional ball. How uh, how much more meaning like winning the Super Bowl is always gonna be meaningful, right? Like whatever you do is gonna be meaningful. A, I just I
10: had locked in man. I had got
0: my own drug machine and
10: actually I got two of them. And I had one like literally In the morning, I would get up in the morning, go do my weights, and and go get on the jug. I'd do my deep ball jugs. I would do my deep ball jugs inside of the bubble. And shout out to the guys that work, the equipment guys, man. They used to take care of me like it ain't nothing. So I looked out for them, too. Anytime I got a pair of shoes, they got a pair of shoes. Wow. You know what I mean? So they would shoot me deep balls throughout it's this, we talking like six, five, six in the morning, All right. And then I go get in the hot tub, the hot tub, cold, Then being here, I eat 10 pieces of bacon, drink a cherry Coke. And go out <laughs> through my thing. And... True story. No, Real weren't. shit. No, you weren't.
4: No, you weren't. Real
10: shit. They used to look at me like I was crazy.
0: Yeah, because that and sounds like...
10: crazy, bro. <laughs> I, used to, I used to eat 10 pieces of bacon and drink cherry Coke. And look, it wasn't true cherry Coke. I get coke and get the strawberries that was on the fruit thunk, on the berries on the on the ball, and put it in the coke. <laughs> You're laughing, but I'm dead serious.
0: Okay, had you always done that? Was that something you knew from growing up?
10: I know I, that was my routine.
0: Wow,
10: wow. All right, okay. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be a, you gotta be a creature of and I did it every day.
0: It, it, it worked. I mean, it worked. <laughs> it,
10: worked. You... it worked, and, and like, I literally. Did that every
0: day? For you to have gone from a dude that had the reputation for not being sure-handed to being a, a that guy. M- yeah, how much again? Because yeah. I I'm telling you, winning a Super Bowl, if dude, if you had just been like the last guy on the roster, it would have meant something to win a Super Bowl. So first
10: of all, first of all, I'm gonna put it out there, I'm gonna be honest. With you. Yeah, I got that reputation by being sure-handed. You know who my quarterback was?
0: Um, man, no, okay, okay, I'm not, I don't want to trash okay. anybody Okay, me neither, but okay Yeah
10: But, anyway <laughs> then I got to the Ravens, and it was like, I'm in heaven I had smoking Joe, Joe gonna put that shit on He dislocated my thumb twice in practice
0: That's so Okay <laughs> Bruh, how have I never heard this that son-
10: before? Man, I don't tell my story This son of this will pop out any day right now Cause he won't fit that sucker in his
0: own. Oh my! He
10: gonna throw it. Joe gonna throw it, and then you had Tyride Taylor behind. Him, who gonna zip that shit too. My fingers are crooked right now because
0: of them. Them two. <laughs> I, wait, is that for real though? Like, are they really? Like, no, like,
10: no I, bro. I can. I seen your picture, bro. Oh my, my god, fingers, man! My fingers,
0: <laughs> my fingers are
10: crooked. Like all of them are just turned. I'm. I'm gonna text you after I don't know if it's the ju- I don't know if it's the drug machine or just trying to catch the ball from you. Dude,
0: dude. Uh, how quickly did you know? Like how quickly were you around Joe where you were like, okay, I I this is gonna work out. Th- this dude's got a cannon. I'm the fastest man alive. Like
10: I, I, no, I'm gonna tell you that we was in practice. This and I just got there, we in the spring and we were still doing a number system before we ship to the um the word process. And I'm running a route, right? And I'm looking as I'm running. I'm looking at Tori, like, Tori, work. You about to run? A, Tori's running the wrong route, so I just ran the right route for him. Okay. He, he won't admit it. Tori's running the wrong fucking route. <laughs> I'm like, shit. And I took off. I just ran a post, and Joe let it go. And I went got it. And I got up. When I got up, I turned around and looked. Joe's already down the field right there by me, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. We like this. We about to be. We about to be nasty. Come on, man! Like we about to be nasty. You had Joe Anquan, Dennis Pitter, Ray Rice in the backfield, Bonte Lee at fullback. I would line so Like, what you want to do
0: with us? Oh, oh my God! I'm I'm gonna pee myself talking to you right now, bro. This I'm is... serious,
10: bro. Like,
0: who you who you, gonna, who you gonna guard? man, man? And that's what I it looked right like. Peter
10: routes like a receiver, man. Uh, Literally. Man. Like, he would light you up.
0: Jacoby Jones. If you look,
10: uh, if you look at the Super Bowl run. Yeah. One game, tour had two touchdowns. One game, could have had two touchdowns. In the playoffs, one game, Antoine had two touchdowns. Super Bowl had two touchdowns. Think about it. Who are you going to go? Think about it.
0: Man.
10: And I was trying to kick the point. You're kicking to me, you fuck.
0: Facts. Facts. <laughs> big facts yo it was so it's much like, fun it was so much fun dude i i i mean this seriously i i i know this is going to sound like a dumb thing to say cuz you were living it right but do you do you know how much fun it was for the rest of us like i know you got the you you became
1: be yeah you,
0: you became be playing, you became a massive celebrity around these parts i mean i dude i remember doing that event with you and jameel at, at Buffalo Wild Wings, and it was a mob yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it was a mob scene. What was that like for you to to live in those I was, moments? The,
10: I tell you, the way I was raised, my, uh, I'm raised by all women. Great grandma and great auntie, my mom, my grandfather too. He died when I was in third grade, but like, I was raised by all old school women, and they gave me hell. But one thing they taught me was never stop being yourself. And you treat somebody how you want to be treated, no matter what. Because you never know who you meet. You know what I mean? So that's the way I live life.
0: Dude. I, I, Jacoby Jones is with us here on GCO. We're celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Ravens running the Super Bowl 47. And this this is – we've had a lot of good ones. This is my favorite one so far. This is unbelievable.
10: Um, uh, yeah, you can all the stories now because I've attacked. Yeah, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, you can just let it out. <laughs> It, you can let it out. So, okay, so let's go back, right? Like, for, for as as good as things were, obviously in December, they weren't so good, right? Like, things things didn't look so great when we got to December that year. What wh- what happened? How do you explain? About
10: the year we won it? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. So we went Yeah. Uh, we went through a little spell, and us as players, you know, we hold, we hold each other accountable. And... You know, we got a lot of leaders on our team. You got Ray Lewis, Harry, Duplaco, um, Anquan, uh, Fiz, yeah. Anquan, what's my
0: senior
10: name? Jesus Christ. No,
0: oh, Matt Burke.
10: Matt Burke. Like, we had, we had, like, leaders on our team that wouldn't let that happen. And even on special teams we had some, you know what I mean? So, and then, that when playoffs, when they got to the playoffs and playoffs hit, Brady came out there with his Super Bowl MVP trophy. He said, and that's what he was doing. He was like, I'm not showing you individually. I just want to show you all what a Super Bowl trophy looks like. Mm.
5: And you could hear a
10: rat piss on cotton. Ah. And, and practice went so smooth. Oh. Oh. Practice went so smooth. You understand, we faced Luck. We faced Manny. We faced Brady. Uh, Brady. And then... Cap? Yeah. Put them all to sleep. Our man. defense was flawless and offense was flawless. special teams, you couldn't tell us nothing because we stayed special.
0: God, it was so good. Oh, it was such a good run, man. It was such a good run. Um, okay, so, so, all right, let me go back for a second. What, what Ray said, when bringing that out, because I remember Joe at the podium after the championship game was asked about getting Ray back there. And Joe, who, who wasn't a very emotional type, he got a little emotional. He said, what's cool about it is how badly Ray wanted this for us. Um, can, can, you, can you tell me, because what, what you're telling me there about him bringing the trophy out, I think speaks to a lot of it. Because I think a lot of people go back and say, like, you know, you, gave, you, you know, Ray's final ride. But the part of it where how badly he wanted you guys to experience that. How much did you feel that
10: a lot. I'm gonna tell you, it wasn't even about that day though. Like the day I walked in the locker room, I felt like the type of team we had, like it was, I don't care what nobody say, anybody could say like, ain't hey, no team like this team, ain't hey, no team like this team. I would squad, you can't put your finger on it. Yeah. We policed ourselves. We showed up to work every day in practice. And we would work on the field, even though we whenever we had our, you know, what I'm saying ups and downs. You know what I mean? Like that, that's why right now with that, that much, like the maturity and the guys that was around. Like you can look at Corey Graham. Yeah. Corey Graham had two picks.
0: Yep, Denver. Yeah.
10: The Denver game, and he was a quote unquote special team guy. And people don't know, me and Corey Graham trained together in the combine for the combine. Wow.
0: Wow. You know what I'm saying? What a journey.
7: You
10: know what I'm saying? How, a journey. Whew. How we come back together. How we all end up together again. Carrie Williams. We end up together again. Man, like, I'm, get, crazy.
0: I'm getting chills again talking to you right now, bro. I'm getting.
10: What, what our squad was so different. We'll cuss each other out, fight each other, and and, and we would show up the press like nothing happened. And they go eat together. And they go eat together.
0: What did you learn about John through all that, man? Like, we're 12 years, you mentioned, we're 12 years later. And.
10: John, and, I, and I And I told John, when we back at the anniversary, I told John, I said, you taught me something. I said, you taught me how to be a player's coach. Oh. Yo. One of my players. What? Cool. Yeah. One of my, um, he taught, I told him, I said, you taught me how to be a player's coach. Like you listen, you understand. us. When you're right, you're right. You're wrong, you're wrong. You let him know, and and that's why tell you that, like the way I coach, I coach like him. I coach like John Morbaugh.
0: Wow, wow, man! Yep. D- do you do you ever catch yourself like when you're doing something in a drill or on a practice field? You're like, yo, I, I know I only did that because
10: no, first, first, first of all, I keep my cleats and gloves on, so I show him the drill. <laughs>
0: all right okay right. yeah. hey, we we got to we got to talk about you 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 could be doing anything you don't need to do this right like you you were so successful and so popular you could go just sign autographs and do stuff like that for the rest of your life you're you have taken jobs that weren't the the most glamorous jobs in all of football you're you're at alabama state. i don't want to sound like i'm disparaging alabama state i want to make that very clear but, you know, it's like, why is this such a passion for you? Why is it so important to you to be coaching? I, I, I came
10: from an HBCU, a D2 HBCU.
0: And you got to pay it forward. Came from
10: an H, I came from an HBCU, a D2. And I want you kids to understand it don't matter where you go. They're going to find you regardless. You know, we have scouts come here every day. Is what you is what you what's the work you put in, you know. But it don't matter where you go. You ain't gotta go to the no disrespect to the power fives. The Miami's and, and the Alabamas and the Auburn and the Arkansas, and the Florida State, whatever it, it don't matter where you go. If you show up, they will find you. I'm a third round draft pick from a D two.
0: Mm. 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 Worked out okay. It worked out okay for you,
10: and that's why I come back to these kids. I just wanna you know I came from it I look these kids in the eyes and
0: I see myself man man yeah. um how how many of them, like when 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 you show up to recruit a kid do, do they still like do they re- like do they look at you like holy no. crap like they, you? They
10: do. they do yeah, they'd be like' they'd be like oh shit
0: <laughs> you're the you're the guy like. You, you, you caught the my miracle.
10: Hey, hey you know what I say? Yeah, I'm him.
0: <laughs> how, um, do you? So I when we we had Ray Rice on a couple weeks ago, and I asked him how many times he goes back and he watches the fourth and twenty nine, and he was like, "Bro, I ain't gonna lie, I watch it all the time." What What about you? Do you either either?
10: I, you know what's crazy? I don't really. I catch my players are watching my highlights more than anything <laughs> like this like for real like this past week and and I, and I don't teach my players to come out the end zone like come on man we get into 25 we good and last week i had last week week four last i'm say that because last week we just lost week four last i had a kid take a 7 yard point to the crib you know what i'm saying so now he's back you know kick return it's like to come out the end zone i said oh shit be watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. So, oh, my right, God. But look, bro, hear me out. They okay. had an off-size call. They had an off-size call. So I go to him like, hey, man, thank, man. Be smart, man. Don't be stupid. Come on now. Guess what happened? He did it again. <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm getting cussed out in the headset. I'm like, I told him. I'm
0: like,
10: I told him, I was like, bro, you got to start watching my phone bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, how are you going to tell him? How are you going to tell him not to when he's going to turn around and say, bro, you always did? Like, how are you going to tell me I, I can't? Ain't no
10: what somebody told me? Who the coach is? I just walked away.
0: Yep. Fuck. Yep. Yep. You know what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do?
10: I just walked away, man. I'm like,
0: dang. Oh, my God, man. It, uh, I, I can fix this. <sighs> Bro. Um I I don't even know what else there is to say, man. Like we got to do this more often, man. <laughs> we got you know to I mean,
10: make this hey,
0: we can make it, whatever. Oh, dude. Um do, do you still like do you have an investment still like do you you know, I know you're coaching. You got your own games to worry about. Do you do you get to watch like do you do you turn on put the Ravens on at all? I,
10: I mean, I get a chance chance' cuz we'd be a meetings and stuff most of the time when they be playing. I get it. I get it.
0: I get it. With some, you know, the, L- Lamar's okay. Oh man,
10: if Lamar would have had me and Kwan,
0: yo, and
10: Core, he would he he wouldn't be running over.
0: Does that bother you at all? That like we, dude, this, mm, this is gonna drive me crazy. I'm gonna say this right. I was talking about it this week on the show. Justin Jefferson should be in the conversation for league MVP. I don't know why it is that we only allow. You know
10: you know where
0: he's from. Oh yeah, of course he's the, oh, oh of course he's from down there. Of course he is. You're all from down Come there. Come on, yeah. Of course he. Yeah, we we different breed, though. You are, and I'm uh, bro, uh, J- Jamar Chase, right? Like every, I'm I'm telling you, oh, that yeah, dude is so good, and it it's infuriating to me the way that some people just try to devalue wide receivers to say ah we well, you know whatever we can throw somebody else out there and you know we'll be just fine when uh, we know we have just an ungodly amount of evidence that you're going to be much better when you have better wide receivers to throw the ball to. All right, you need somebody to throw
10: the ball to. Yep.
0: Yep. It's that simple.
10: That you got somebody, you can just throw it in
0: the air, and then you're going to go get
9: it.
10: It's a Hey,
0: bro. It's No doubt. There's no doubt, man. Um, bro, are you even on, like, social media at all anymore? Did you get off all that?
10: Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, true story. Hear me out. I don't really damn focused. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm getting food, right? And I'm working out this restaurant down here in Montgomery. And this man, this homeless man, was hungry, so I gave him my food. But my phone was in the bag. I don't remember my iCloud. I remember the last time I lost my phone. I'm a grown man. I don't remember my iCloud, so I had to get a whole new Instagram. Whole new Twitter, uh, all the right. time. Number still the same though. Okay, so number's ev- still
0: the same. And and it's still it's digital underscore twelve on Instagram, right? It's... No,
10: no, no. Now it's digital underscore twelve times two.
0: Times two. Digital X two. Okay, digital underscore twelve X two. X two. Yep, that's me. Um, bro, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up with a text. I, I got to see a picture of of your fingers. That's crazy, man. Um, yeah, J- Jacoby, I don't know what else to say, bro. You know how much you're loved here. You, I mean, you are. You know, every time you come back this way, you you know ev- everybody around here. You'll never buy a meal. You know how much everybody loves you. I appreciate you hey, so much, man.
10: Hey, I love B-Mo. I, I can't look. People are like, where you going? I'm going to B-Mo for chill, man. I go to B Moon a heartbeat and just sit there downtown. People
0: looking at me like, Jacoby? I'm like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> I'm downtown. Yo, that you, are, you are king here, man. You are king here, Jacoby Jones.
10: No, I'm just a. I'm not king here. I'm just, hey, I just, hey. Hey. Uh, I'm tr- just, I, I in my lane,
0: man. I, I di- this was way too much fun. I truly appreciate you, bro. Thank you for taking the I time. I appreciate
10: you. Yes, sir.
0: Jacoby Jones, that was something. <laughs> that was a... That was a ride, baby. There's nothing quite like the Jacoby Jones speir- experience, man. He had some in the chamber already ready to go. I know. <laughs> he was. He came out hot, man. I love that dude. I have not gotten. I so I texted him. I said afterwards, I was like, "Hey, bro, can you send me the picture?" And all he sent back was, "My man." <laughs> Never sent the picture. Love the guy. I mean, I love the guy so much. That is wild. All right, appreciate Jacoby taking the time for us as we continue our celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Ravens. No offense to everybody else, it's going to be hard to top that one. (laughs) going to be hard to top that. If you haven't been to Guilford Hall Brewery, you are missing out, man. It is a special place. Guilford Hall Brewery has all sorts of stuff happening during the week. Live music, live trivia, yappy hour. Uh, delicious food, the uh wonderful craft beer selection, including the Guilford Hall Lager. I cannot recommend Guilford Hall Brewery enough. 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Hall dot com is the website. <laughs> Ray Lewis calls him baby. <laughs> 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 Just like I don't like like, unironically. That's what I said. Like, how do you even? Because I can hear him. I can hear him saying it. Like talking about him. Like he's one of his. Because I I've heard Ray talk about his kids as my babies. Like he says that all the time. Like he always talks about. We had um, Rasan on a couple weeks ago. I guarantee. Like if I asked Ray about, like, oh man, that's my baby, right? Like I know that's how he would say it. It's hilarious thinking about like him doing that to Jacoby. And I get it, Ray was definitely a few years older than Jacoby, but not like, not 20 years older. <laughs> it's hilarious, the thought that like, I mean, Jacoby at this point is, you know, 40. <laughs> and Ray Lewis is coming up to him. He's not actually 40. You know? I think he's right around it, though. He's, uh, what is he? He's 38. Yeah, he's 38. A 38-year-old man. My age. I'm a year older. I'm 39. And <laughs> somebody's Ray's coming up to him. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that so much. That is a great story. All right. Uh, very good. We'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit to you the we'll wrap it I up. I
1: believe we used all our breaks. We did? Yeah. Did we take all of our breaks? We did. We did Are you we sure? Took, yeah, because we took one in the first hour and then... At the top of the hour. Yeah, at the top of the hour. And then we...
0: Oh, right, because we added another one. Yeah, because I didn't want to... All right, then we don't yeah. have to do that. Well, great news, because it's already 1220. We probably <laughs> should be wrapping up any... <laughs> My, oh my, where did the day go? All right, um, Tidbit is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, whether you focus... No, 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 that's the other read that I did last time. This time, I'm talking about... I know, we're talking about the Toyota Tacoma. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If I called you my baby, you would probably have to go to HR. Like you would probably have to be. I'm. I don't. I don't even know if we have HR. Yeah, I no, might.
1: Absolutely. I might be
0: HR. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Glenn. Uh, um. Can I talk to you about something? I'm having an awkward experience with one of my coworkers. <laughs> yeah, who is it? Uh,
1: his. His name's Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. What do you got for Uh All right, so um, so jo- Joel Embiid. And by the his, way, I want to make it very clear. I don't think that Ray – I think that
0: Ray is doing it in a very – I think it's literally like a fatherly thing for him because I just know that's how he talks about his kids.
1: So. Um, Joel Embiid, uh, his last two games, he has combined for over uh, 100 points. He had 59 on, uh, I believe, Sunday? Was that there? yeah, Sunday was their last game. So Sunday and Saturday he, he combined in back-to-back games for over 100 points. Uh, and that he is only the fifth uh, center in NBA history to to have done that. However, it has been done ninety times by five different guys. So, can you name the five? Well, Embiid's one of them. Can you name the five? Uh, and then who's the only guy that's done it more than once? No. <laughs> All right. You should be able to name Get, the. Say it again, so I can uh, give me buy me the time to the think. The two about most it. recent. All right, so Embiid he combined for a hundred points right. in a two game span. Yeah, 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 which has been done ninety times. You kind of, I, I'm kind of adding in too much, which is probably confusing you. I actually it's didn't, NBA that, that, it's
0: actually. I didn't know that it happened that frequently. That,
1: it, that, it, 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 once you once I explain it 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 doesn't happen frequently. Once you once you figure out who the answers are. Because it's like
0: Will Chamberlain did it every, yeah,
1: correct. Will Chamberlain did it 86 times. Yeah, that's the... Four others have done it once. Yeah. (laughs) Will Chamberlain thing is so nuts, isn't it? Yes, it is.
0: Because he did it once in a one-game span. (laughs) You know where that game was played, by the way? No. Where? It's a building that still stands today, but it is not an NBA building.
1: In, on uh, on the West Coast? No. On the East Coast? Mm Mm-hmm. A building that still stands. The Royal it Farms stands Arena. Still stands today. No, nope.
0: <laughs> not the Royal Farms Arena. But I. Under, it's a good guess. It's a good guess. It's. Um. You, it's. It's gonna. You're. Just keep guessing.
1: Uh, jeez, where, uh, where would he? Where did he go to school? I don't, it, not an NBA. It's still standing, but no. What is it? U- it's still used for. I want to make sure it's still stuff? standing. I just want to make sure it's still standing. Yep, it's still standing. Where it the, still Looks exactly the same. Where do the Carolina Hurricanes play? I don't they know. play
0: in Raleigh, North Carolina, but that's a new building. Okay. That is a new building that opened. I don't know. I don't post two thousand.
1: I don't think I know anything about buildings. Um,
0: um, do you know anything about amusement parks? Sure. Yeah. Them Hershey.
1: You, Hershey like the
0: old Hershey Park arena are you kidding not the giant center the new building they built up there obviously where the where the hockey team plays the old building where the hockey team used to play
1: like right next to the park? Yeah, yeah. literally right oh my
0: literally right next to the park. That's where Wilt Chamberlain scored wow. 100
1: points. That is a straight shoot. Wha- uh, what?
0: I set a single-game game scoring record at the National Basketball Association by scoring 100 points for the Philadelphia Warriors in a 169-147 win over the New York Knicks on March second, nineteen 1962 at Hershey Sports Arena in Hershey, Pennsylvania.
1: That's awesome.
0: it's pretty cool right like every time like so we were up there we took the kids to hershey park over the summer and i see it and i think about that i also went i wish i could remember what it was i went to my my parents took me to a concert there when i was a kid and i don't remember like it could have been you know like a a kid performer like raffi you know what i mean like i don't remember what the concert was that i went to it could have been like a a church performance because they were big in the church i just that's the only time i ever went to that building and every time... Also, Kobe Bryant won the high school title there mm. when he was at Lower Marion. That's the other kind of famous story about that building. Um, but yeah, Wilt Chamberlain my, scored... My,
1: my middle school band, we had like a competition at Hershey Park every year. So in the award ceremony was in there. In the, in in the, the old the, arena. Yeah, in, in the, the old, old arena. arena. Yeah, It's pretty cool, right? Yes. That's
0: where Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points.
1: All right, so... Uh, Sorry, yes. Wilt um, Wilton and Embiid are two of the five. Yep. You should uh, go Shaq. Shaq. Not Shaq. Hakeem. Uh, not Hakim, I guess they're going to be kind of surprising. One was in, I, I'll just give you the years because it's hard. 2016 was one, 1994 was one, and then one was 1975. The two more recent ones I think you should be able to get.
0: 2016,
1: he was with the West Coast team. Steph Curry. No, 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 Center. Oh, it, it, right, they were Centers. Yeah. That's right, 2016, West Coast.
0: West Coast team. West Coast team, not a Western team, a yeah, West, West Coast. Coast team in 2016.
1: California yeah. to be exact. I'll help you out a little more.
0: But, yeah. Man, I don't DeAndre Jordan wouldn't have been scoring that many points. No, he
1: wouldn't. Um, yeah, yeah a guy that would drop 50, that could drop 50. I'm assuming, I'm assuming this must drop, have been on one of those nights. 50
0: yeah, I mean, he would have had to have. Like, you you literally can't get to 100 points in two games without scoring yeah. 50 in in one of them. It's <laughs> it. absolutely impossible. <laughs> God damn. um mm, I I don't I don't know.
1: I don't I don't uh, know. So he was most recently with the Nuggets. Most recently, didn't with really the play like you know quality minutes. But he was with the Nuggets last year. Uh, <sighs> Pelicans. Hang on a second.
0: Let me think about who was with the Nuggets last year. Because I did he watch.
1: Was, he was. I'll give you the team. He was like. He was a king. Most notably, he was most a notably a Sacramento king. A king. Boogie cousins. Boogie cousins did it in 2016. 100 points combined in back-to-back games. Then in 1994, this center. Uh, D- David Robinson. Mm-hmm, David Robinson. And then the last one, 1975. I. Uh, I don't I don't even know who he is. You don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. Okay, that's not a great <laughs> sign.
0: Um 1975. How about uh, and it was a center. Yes. Uh and it, so if you don't it's probably not Kareem because you would probably know who he mm, was. I wouldn't know
1: who he is. He played for the Buffalo Braves.
0: Oh, oh, if you had said the Buffalo Braves. Was Bob McAdoo a
1: center? It was Bob McAdoo. I he was a center. All right. Bob McAdoo. All right. It was right. apparently a center for the Buffalo Braves. I didn't, I Did didn't that in 1975. 1975. Right, very good. Very good. Yeah, you
0: exactly. learned something today, too. Yeah. How about that? Really Every one. time. That one of the most rem- um, um, remarkable moments in the history of the sport of basketball occurred at Hershey Park. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> man, who, I love Hershey Park, so, <laughs> like, so I am
0: I am a fan. Uh, we might take the kids there for Christmas, by the way. Ooh. We might do that. All right. Uh, Chili. T- t- what's that? Chili. Yeah, but we took them to Six Flags last year,
1: and they had the time of their life. Because then there's the Is that cra- your thing. Is that your thing? You like doing like a music? No, we production?
0: do it. We do a. We call it a Christmas adventure every year. We take a day. I take it, like a Saturday before Christmas that I have mm-hmm. off of work, and yeah. we just go do Christmassy things all day long. And mm-hmm. we've always we've gone down to D.C. because they do like the the ballpark in D.C. Mm-hmm. They convert it right. into this giant Christmas maze. It's it's really incredible. They're doing it again this year, so we've done that a couple times and. We, that's the problem with going to Hershey Park is we wouldn't be able to do both those things in the same day. So in order to do it last year, instead, we went to Six Flags because it was right down the street, and it worked out well. And, like, the, the amusement parks only have a few rides open, but, like, the kids aren't into the crazy roller coasters yet. So there's no line for them to get on the rides that they like riding. So it, it kind of works out. Like, it's kind of – it's cold. Yes, it's cold. But other than that, like, it's kind of perfect for them. Thanks. So we're debating. It's we're good. debating. It's good. I like that. Yeah. They, they really loved Hershey Park, and they were – so now they're hammering about Hershey Park. We'll see. All right. uh, Tubular is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Ginsugrills.com is the website. Use the code tailgate. You will save $100 on your order of a Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for grilling, smoking, baking, searing, all kinds of food. Plus, stop by the Game Day Firehouse. Speaking of cold, it's going to be cold on Sunday. Stop by, warm up by sampling some cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill at the Game Day Firehouse, the Firefighters Union Hall, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium. Stop by. You can also uh, register to win uh, your own Ginsu Kamado Grill and $500 worth of grilling meats. All right, here's what's coming up. Not a lot. Uh, Maryland women are playing right now on Big Ten Network Plus against Davidson. Tonight, uh, a couple of decent games. Um, uh, Michigan Pitt in the Legends Classic at 6 on ESPNU. Iowa Seton Hall at 7.30 on Fox Sports 1. A couple of decent college basketball games. Gonzaga, Texas at 9.30 on ESPN2. That's a pretty good one. Um, As far as Maction is concerned, ESPN2 for Eastern Michigan, Kent State at 6. CBS Sports Network, Miami, Ohio, Northern Illinois at 7. Western Michigan, Central Michigan at 8 on ESPNU. Yeah, throw out all the records yeah. when, when the Directional Western Michigans and, get together. <laughs> <laughs> NBC Sports, Washington Thunder, Wizards at 7. ESPN's got Celtics, Hawks at 7.30. Good one, Warriors Suns. I, I mean, the Warriors aren't off to a great start, but they're still the Warriors. I mean, for God's sakes. That's tonight at 10. Uh, TNT, Blues, Blackhawks at 7.30. Kings, Oilers at 10. Tennis Channel, continued coverage of the ATP Tour Finals. Uh, MLB Network, the Cy Young Award announcements tonight at 6 o'clock. See if Aaron was right about his Sandy Alcantara bet from back in uh, April. And TBS for AEW Dynamite at eight. Some non-sports highlights.
1: Uh, yeah, a couple. Uh, documentary now season four finale with Fred Armisen and. i never. Uh, I just never spent any time with it. Yeah, when it first came out, I watched it a little bit. Yeah. Was, I mean, it's always funny. I think. Uh, but yeah. I'd probably neither. enjoy it, but I just. I haven't. Hard knocks in season with the Arizona Cardinals week two. Oh right. That, uh, penultimate episode of Andor, which is a. Apparently been very very good. I'm way behind, but uh, I I'm plan about on
0: to up. finally finish Wrexham, So I think, uh, God forbid, the Fallwell thing will be next
1: on my list,
0: and gotcha. then that was pretty
1: good. I liked it.
5: And then,
0: oh, you watched it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Things then right. after that, I think I'm gonna do. Um, she-Hulk Because mm. I never I never did that So I think those That's the list for me Right now And then I'll, and then after she I'll be willing to take uh, Recommendations again
1: Sure uh, Also on Disney Plus Limitless with Chris Hemsworth We talked about that already yeah. The Santa Clauses The series Is also on Disney uh, Plus So Tim no. Allen No he, It's his 65th birthday And he uh, nice. And he's trying to find A replacement Santa
0: uh, I'm, I'll pass thank, thanks but no thanks
1: they've been doing all the previews with uh, Peyton Manning where he pretends that I'm, Peyton Manning I'm good trying to, I'm trying to good. be Santa thank you no thanks. and then The Wonder on Netflix uh, this movie about an Irish girl from the 1800s who just stops eating but she's fine so they send in Florence Pugh to try and figure out what's going on and weird she can't figure it out either weird okay The Wonder I'll probably pass on that one
0: all right, thanks today to Jacoby Jones. Thanks also to um, uh, Tim O'Donohue from Navy, and we'll get that and the Tyus Bowser show up in the Greatest Hits section of the tab at Clark Don't forget to go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. We got you great hookups for online sports betting, sign-up offers, bonuses up to $300 right now, as well as other incentives at pressboxonline.com slash offers. Tomorrow on the program, anything? We got any- stuff and things. Oh, stuff boy.
1: Things. Stuff, oh, stuff and things are working. Boy.
0: Oh, boy. Are we doing a side bet this week or do we ever?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, we can. We don't. I guess I don't have sure anything. What, I don't
0: remember. I feel like there was something else that Nick sent us the last time. Oh, we did the candle thing. I didn't, that didn't do all that what much was the for candle? Me. Oh, the banana. Yeah, banana. it didn't do all that. I mean, it does sound gross, though. <laughs> I mean, maybe. The, but do, we KZ, a, do we need a week off? KZ can't do it next week. Maybe, we, maybe we'll Maybe we take a week off. Maybe we'll take a week off of side be. bets. be yeah, yeah. It does add a nice little kick to the, you know, like the, 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 the fear on Sunday. <laughs> There's something to be said for that. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants, Great Eights Memorabilia, Guilford Hall Brewery, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Have a great Wednesday evening. Um, I guess go nobody because the Maryland women are playing now. I hope they win. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.